Where's the music? Nigga, what do you want? Would you expect for me to just start playing a random song? Well, yeah, because you said that um, you were going to play music today. I'm going to. I'm going to. I I don't want to hear your voice. see, you're going to fuck it up because you are ingrate. No, you just ruined it because... You're fucking ingrate. No, you This is why the entrance. You don't deserve rights in this world. You don't. fucking ingrate. Listen to how prejudiced you sound right now. Only specifically for you. No, not really. Ashley K... A Y, whatever, and all your other middle names that I should say, but you're gonna whine about, so I won't. Yeah, 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 because you know that. So better. many of them. Okay, don't, don't play, threaten me. Play, you know play I was the music. Don't, don't talk shit, because I'll actually say I that. I ain't talk shit. I just said, yeah, yeah, because nah, you, you know better. You, yeah, it's talking shit specifically because no, you not. know I will actually do it. No, saying it's not. I know better when you know I will actually do the opposite of what you just said. Don't yeah, play with and me. then you, you'll be out of a co host. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, Chris, that shit don't want to do the podcast no more. I mean, it's but fine. Chris is, he's married. We have to understand that he's married, so it would be. don't mean shit. He can call me anytime we want on Saturday. He always asks me. He was mad when I didn't call him the other day. Oh. I was like, well, it was last minute, so that's why I didn't ask you. But no, he he can come over anytime on Saturday because he got one off at one or whatever time we get off, he can come right over here. Yeah, okay. Josh don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. Yeah, okay. I thought we were talking about we're talking about Way. Hmm? We're talking about Way. No, I'm talking about my brother. The one that's actually been on the podcast. When was the last time Way was on the podcast? Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's why I was asking. Like, oh, uh, the Chris I'm talking about is the one that's actually done the podcast recently. Okay, well. Who the fuck is Chris? Wade. No, there's, who the fuck is Chris? There's a lot of Chris's. No, I'm talking about my brother Chris. The first Chris I've ever met in my life. Because that's the only one I knew when I was four years old. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say... And his criticism kind of ranked up higher only because it's a K. And K's are, K's rule the world. With, with a K, okay. They just, K's rule the world. Well, yeah, depending on no, what. No, 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 no. K's rule the world. Well, I mean, that's why there's Ashley K, so. No, 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 no. Just the letter K. No. Yours is a middle name. Don't count. It There's actually does. Who have K in their first it name. It actually does. Who names start with K. That, that, that actually, doesn't matter. Actually, there was a string of time. When I dated all these chicks with names with A, and all of them were trash, right? That's a lie. They weren't all trash. But it just seemed like I couldn't escape that fucking letter. And I met this one chick, and when I first met her, she said her name was Nicole. Only for me to find out that her name was actually Adrian, and Nicole was her middle name. Nigga, no, not another A. Motherfucker. I couldn't escape this damn letter. It was ridiculous. Okay. And then... To make it worse, now I know freaking 350 million Ashleys. It's out of control. Not really. Only one of y'all is decent. What you mean, one of y'all? Only one of y'all is decent. Uh, there, there are certain people that I, I don't claim as an Ashley, so. You don't have, you don't, you can't claim somebody. You can give them their fucking name, nigga. The fuck? Yeah, it's I not mean, a it title. Kind of like that. That it's person's like, name. Okay, remember name. on recess where they had the whole. I don't. Well, I, I would. That's that's a child. That's a stupid ass show. And it was how after was that my a stupid time. ass show? Recess was after my time. I wasn't a kid when recess came out. Oh, well. you keep forgetting your child. Which I'm is, not we're a child. We're gonna get to some things that happen outside your generation. We're gonna talk about it later, but that's fine. Anyways, because 
you, I guess, I guess one Saturday morning just was not above your radar, right? No, recess thing. When did recess come out? Um, I want to say 96, 97. That's a lie. 90, it was like 97, 90. It didn't come out in no early 2000s. It was like, it had to have been like 97, 98. Um, 97. See, I was, I thought I was, I was freaking 14 years old, 13 years old. Okay. Why? No, shit. I was 15 years old. Why okay. the fuck would I be watching Recess? What? Well, I mean, the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, it started in 97. I was 15 and it went all the years old. Until Why the fuck would I be watching Recess? Okay, I made mean, shit up. The hell? <laughs> Who knows? It probably was some Fucking teenagers recess. still watching Recess. Like, I mean, that was back in the time when television was actually... No, legit. Recess, I, I... No, Recess is not... No. No, I'm sorry. And again, I've seen maybe one or two episodes of Recess on some random shit because I was up watching some shit and when I woke up, it was on that channel. But it wasn't impressive? No. I've seen better. Okay. Just saying. I've seen better. Way better. Like what? Fucking every cartoon that came when I was a kid. Nigga, I will put Hammerman above Reset. Hammerman? What? I will put the new kids on the black cartoon. I never got a chance to see that. <laughs> that was I, that on cable? No, it cable ABC, same as Hammerman. All of theirs. New kids in the block, Hammerman, the fucking kid and play cartoon. All them fucking cartoons came on ABC <laughs> on Saturday morning. <laughs> Um, shit, James Bond Jr. was better than James fucking oh Recess. God. Fuck Recess. Um, Bobby's World was better than fucking. Okay, recess. but Bobby's World was on Fox. That's different. Yes, no, Bobby. it was. It was on. Yeah, I guess it was Channel Fifty back then. So yes. it was Fox. I guess at the time. Yeah, whatever. When the mirror before it switched to UPN. That's not the point. The point is, Bobby's World was the shit. Yeah, I agree. Bobby's World was a great show. Uh, let's see. What else? Fucking Chippendale was better than fucking Recess. Okay, every time I hear Chippendale's now, I think Dark the Darkening Duck dancers. was better than fucking Recess. Okay, those, those shows were... Okay, but better also... better than fucking Recess. I mean, you have to understand, yeah. He-Man was were, better than those were class He-Man no yes it was it was He-Man He-Man was fucking amazing it's fucking amazing okay it's fucking amazing whatever it was I went watched, I was watching the documentary about it the other day it's fucking amazing you watched a document about He-Man documentary it was about the because you, you realized it started as a toy before it was a cartoon uh, uh, yeah I'm aware they, of the that the cartoon part. was made because of the toy yeah, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of stuff and also because there's a new He-Man series that a lot of people are pissed about. So, yeah. I wonder why. Um, because people are mad that He-Man died in, like, the first 20 minutes of the uh, first episode. Oh, but it was a reason right. for it. It developed the story. It developed Tila and a lot of other stuff. And then he came back, and then he died again. So we don't know what's going to happen. Because we only got the first half of the series, and people are like, what's a big switch? Y'all told me it was a He-Man series. I said, well, technically it's called Masters of the Universe. Not He-Man. But the point is, the show was always about everybody, not just him. But people are up in arms about it, even though they've only seen half the fucking series. Because they only gave you the first like half of the number of episodes so far. And then the other half is going to come out in a few months. But people are still mad at Kevin Smith. Because people are angry about everything. Because they don't like good writing. They just like everything to be 
really like straightforward and fucking surface level because people are stupid. They wanted to be a stupid TV TV, TV show like it was in 1982. That's not the way it worked. 82. What word does that? 1982. 82. 82. 82. 82. Um, okay, so are you one of those people that argue that um, which version of Doug did you like? The one on Nickelodeon? Or the I've one told you already, TV? Doug is the most overrated fucking cartoon I've ever heard of. I'm like, fuck Doug. Okay. Fuck Doug is a, a staff record labeling motherfucking crew. What did Doug ever do to you? He existed. Fuck that cartoon. Well, I hate um, Doug because he wrote I don't even like niggas named Doug no more. Doug Funny, dance. huh? Doug Funny, you you fuck so- Doug. The only Doug I acknowledge is Dougie Fresh. Okay, well I don't understand. Shit, Dig Doug gets more clout to me. The Pokemon than fucking Doug Funny at this point. Fuck Doug. Okay, I, I still don't understand that your hate for Doug. If you it's a terrible cartoon. I, I never understood what y'all saw in the stupidest cartoon. I've told, we've had this conversation before. At cartoonist, I put Doug Funny in the same category I put Tupac as the most overrated thing as the people like wow, in the 90s. Wow, that's a, that's a bit of a reach. No, no. They're both overrated in their own categories. Those, no. two, those two things from the 90s that people just hold on to is just nostalgic thing, but no. they're both overrated as shit. You, you, you probably think it's overrated. No, 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 no. I'm specific to the nigga named Doug with the fucking sweater vest. I know the fuck I'm talking about. Um... <laughs> Now nah, we're talking about Rugrats. That's different. Rugrats is good. Well, everybody, is everybody loved Rugrats. Okay then. So, with that being said, you go ahead and do what? Rough riding, nigga. Volume two. You show niggas the meaning about a die. So all that bullshit you talking? Go ahead, nigga. You don't gotta slap me five or give me a hug. And it hurts when you gotta kill a nigga you love. But I'ma deal with my enemy sooner. Cause I got him looking for my solo album like Junior. Fuck crush ice, go ahead and get your shine on. I'm about to cop rocks that y'all niggas can climb on. Don't worry about why I ain't got mine on. I want some new shit. I don't want nothing that you can tell time on. Things ain't all good right now. Cause some more nigga dies, turn more you in the hood right now. Y'all can stop acting like that nigga. Jay won't squeeze. All I got is misdemeanors and some ACDs. Y'all gonna make me lay something down, I promise. In Puff Wow Scammers and listen to Carl Thomas. Fuck running and hide. We copping more guns and we coming outside. Cause somebody gotta die. You know we getting plenty of dough. You know we lighting plenty of drove. You know we coming from Wyo. I just had to start that way. Shouts to the locks. We'll get into that later. Of course. Um, Probably one of the Since we've been talking verses. for about 10 minutes already on your intro to this podcast, I am Will K. The King, and this is the Down with the King podcast, episode 71. As you can hear, I am joined, unfortunately, saddled with. Oh, don't, don't. Bugged by, bugged by, haunted by. Not the really. ghost of Ashley K.A.Y. Not really. Ashley K.A.Y. is The people the love me. No one loves you. No the, one the likes you. Love no me. one tolerates you. They yeah. only, they they only really tune don't, in they just knew for you. me. Actually, I'm sure they probably hate you after they listen no, to you. No, they, they're only here Your for me. Voice that's the only terrible. reason why you get people to come. Uh, I, you know, the thing is, my number seven chance that she joins fucking podcast is she fuck up. <laughs> I know I my number seven. I check them. Uh, right, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's it's until I start promoting it, which I will eventually. You know, uh, see, I'm gonna eventually start using my TikTok to do that. Um, it'll be interesting. 
Plus, there's a lot of shit on TikTok we've seen. I'd be like, I want to respond to this nigga because you sound like an idiot. Same, actually, the same reason I started a podcast, actually. Um, because somebody sounded like an idiot. Yeah. Yes, listening to the podcast is like when you hear somebody make an argument, it's just like you watch a TV show, you watch a, a debate show or something, and you see somebody making a point, but their point is so, like, st- their, the way they make the point is ridiculous or stupid or the argument is, like, really surface level or it has no substance to it or you clearly can tell they didn't look up anything, they didn't research something, um, they didn't, you know, they, they post an article and try to and go by a clickbait headline instead of actually reading an the article they're quoting from, they're, 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 they're using as their quote-unquote <coughs> proof or something. Mm, like somebody I know. Um, I don't know who does that. So... It's like, I, it drives me crazy. And so when I will listen to podcasts, my thing is this. If you have, especially if you have money, if you're if you're making a comment on something, then you need to make sure your your opinion, you know, if you're going to make an opinion or a comment on something, you need to make your, that it's an informed opinion. So if you have the, you have Google's free. So you have, if you have the information, shit is at the fingertips, at your fingertips with your phone. You can do a quick search. Let me make sure I have all the information. Because if you're basing your opinion off of limited information, then your opinion is, is to me, is truly flawed because you don't have all the information. You're just giving a, you're just responding to shit because you see a clickbait headline or some shit like that without getting any more detail. And that's what I, I, or people react to stuff quickly before they have all the information. And I hate that. So it would drive me crazy when I would hear people talk about certain things and I'm like, that's you. You sound like a fucking idiot. You're not. You're there's more information that you're not. You're not taking into account. You're just. And, and it's like okay, because you're so quick to give your opinion on something. I am look as much as I people may like think I. You know, I think I know everything because I don't. You do act like it though. I don't act like it. I'm just confident you, in what I do. Know. No, but That's you, the you, you act like it. No, no, no. I don't. What it is is that people don't like confidence in what people do know. No, I'm not going to sit true. here. No, no, no. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know shit. So I don't speak on anything I don't know anything about. I'm very particular about that. Because mm-hmm. what I don't want to do is come off like, like I'm never going to tell you about acting. I but, can give you, you have no, no, I, what I've given you my opinions on is like facial expressions or ex- emoting and things like that. But that's different stuff. I'm a writer. I had to perform. So that's different. I've never said, yo, that movie, that, that right there, that scene right there, you need to change that ash or that I've never done that. I've told you about specific mannerisms or how you emote or how you project and stuff like that. Those are specific things that I've done as a performer in my own life. But you're still telling me about acting. I'm not telling you about acting. You are recording a YouTube video and you are recording yourself and I am telling you about your vocal tone. I I literally coach people who talk every day. So that's my job, Ashley. So it's not telling you. I am specifically telling you about one element. That is not acting as a whole. I can't tell you. Uh, technically, the voice is a part of the That's part of, it's an element acting. Everything is an but element of acting is that's the case. A, I'm not telling you that scene is wrong. I'm not speaking about, what I'm telling you is I'm not speaking about anything I don't know about. I can't tell you if that scene, that lighting for that scene is right, because it's not my expertise. I can't tell you how that person, you know, what that what movement that person should be doing in that scene. Now, if you're talking about speaking, because that's what I do for a fucking living, and I've been doing that, yeah, I've been coaching people on speaking since I was 19 fucking years old. I've been speaking public in front of people since I was fucking 14 years old. I've been performing in front of people since I was 13 years old. Like, I've been, so that I can speak on, because I've been doing that. I've been performing for, since I was a child. So, yes, I can speak on that. I'm not going to give you the finer points of how to pace a scene and all the other bullshit because I don't know anything about that. Could I probably learn it? Yeah. But until I do, I can't sit here and tell you how that stuff is wrong. I can only tell you about the elements that I know about. 
So I can still tell you, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you about stuff that I don't know about because there are elements about acting and put, putting together a film or writing the film that I have no fucking clue about. So I'm not going to try to tell you about it. But the elements that I do know about, I can give you feedback on those things because those are the things that I do because that's part of my job every day for the last 20 somebody years. So I can okay. speak on those things. So that's different. That's an element. That's not the whole idea of all the other elements. There are, there are many facets, facets of things that go into acting. You know that. I can't speak on all of them. And I'm not going to try to because it's not my thing. I only want to be me. That's, that's it. So if I ever made a movie or was in a movie, I would just be me. So I know I had to be. <laughs> now, okay. can I be me in different ways? Sure. I'm sure I could. Just like, for example... As much as people love Denzel, and I love Denzel too. Denzel's the same character in the fucking movie. I think we're, we're aware of He's that. a different version of himself. Same as Rock. The Rock is the same as Rock mm-hmm. in every film. <clears throat> just different octaves of Rock. Are you going to be level 5 Dwayne? Or are you going to be a level 9 Dwayne? Or are you going to be like kind of in between level 6 or 7? Like it's just it's, it's him no matter what. It's just like if you listen to a certain part of a person's produ- a certain producer, you know when you hear their sound who that is. Mm-hmm. I can 99 percent of the time I can tell you if Dr. Dre produced a song. Ninety nine percent of the time I can tell you if Timberland produced a song. Same with Pharrell. Same with Kanye for the most part. There are there's always I always say ninety nine percent because there have been plenty of times that they play something. I'm like, damn, I know you produced that. Sometimes they can't switch it up because it may be something totally different and it doesn't match their style. Now. That doesn't apply to Swiss beats because I always know he pretty. I think we all know when Swiss is different. Swiss, Swiss uses song. the same fucking drums, and yeah, so that's different. Drums, Swiss is different, but for the most part, most of them Nick and they at least have some different level of versatility. That sometimes they may catch me one was like, "Oh shit, I know it was you." That's a little different. So my point is, I'm not. And my overall point is, I'm not going to speak on anything I don't know about. If I don't know, and if I don't know about it, but I want, I, I may have. A, if I have an opinion about something. I can say I hear something, I got a thought on that. But I don't know enough about it to say, okay, if my opinion is fully formed or am I just reacting to something, let me go do further research so I can at least get all the information before I say, okay, this is my opinion on this one way or the other, or if it's something I want to make as a topic. So I would at least do that. My problem is when people don't and they just kind of just throw shit out there. And then their excuses like, this is not a news podcast. Yeah, but people listen to you. You have a large platform. So when you say dumb shit, People hear that shit and then go buy that shit. And people don't seem to understand that. And they don't use their private horn responsibility, responsibly, responsibly. And that makes it, it doesn't absolve you. It's just like people to tell you, and look, I understand it's a, it's, a, it's a part of, you know, belief or whatever the case may be. But people would just say, I can go do whatever the fuck I want as long as I repent. So you're going to go kill a bunch of people and they repent and think you're okay. That's, that's the kind <laughs> of, that's what people do. They think they can go fuck over whoever and do whatever. As long as I repent, I'm good. But that's just what people believe. And that's fine. Do you believe that? Whether I agree with that or not, that's on you. You ain't not me. But I just feel like there's a level of responsibility you have when you have a platform on any level. So getting the facts straight as much as you can based on the information that's available. If there's, enough, if there's not enough available information available for me to say for sure... Yo, I can say this confidently without sounding like a fucking idiot and me having to go back and retract my statement because I made an a, a, a uninformed statement about something that I need to go have to change it because I got more information and I could have just waited for him before saying something. There are plenty of times I'll be able to type it back because I don't know enough. I don't know about I know enough, so I won't say shit. Leave it alone until I know enough, then I can bring it up later on. But 
you know, this is what it is. But yes, I understand. People think I'm a know-it-all. Most of that, and that's a whole other thing because I think part of that, people hate confidence. Um, I don't say no. no, 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 no. no. I, I don't think it's it's the confidence part, but it's just every time there's a sort of, it's a way that things can be presented because a lot of times people who think they know it all feel like even if you show um show them a different perspective, a certain thing, they're they're still gonna try and find a way to say, well, no, no, that's not what I meant, and blah, blah, blah. It's just it's just no, 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 no. I don't. I I can't speak for everyone. I believe you can. So. People that say I'm a know-it-all. I'm not going to apologize for knowing shit. I'm, I have a lot... I've been, done a lot of things in my life. That's just what it is. So while, yes, people think I'm, a, I'm just a typical nigga from the east side of Detroit. I'm not. I've been a lot of fucking places. I've mm-hmm. done a lot of shit. I've had a lot of experience. More, more than most people have in their entire fucking lives. I have. That's just the reality of it. So, yes, I can speak to things that other people can't when I do speak from experience and things. That doesn't mean that I think I know everything because I'll be the first person to ask a question if I don't know something. I don't, I, because I love, now, I do love information. I love knowing stuff. I'm an information junkie. So the first thing I will do is look some shit up. I look up shit on Google all the time (laughs) because information is free. Believe me, I wish it was as, if, 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 like, I'm one of the people that fully takes advantage of the fact that we're in the information age because it, it frustrates me when people don't take advantage of the fact that look, you can look up every fucking thing so why don't you do it so I'm a firm believer in that so if I want to know something let me google that shit let me check my re- let me check some resources see what the fuck it's about let me look further into it that's just me so I am always open to learn and gain new information if I don't know about something and you, you tell me about something I don't know I'll listen Cause you, especially in your position where I feel like you will have more experience in that situation. Like we're to make a movie. I'm gonna listen to you on certain things more than I probably would most people because you, I know you've done it. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. As much as I may tease you, and I'm gonna give you a hard time because that's what I do. It's my job. It's your yeah, brother. Uh-huh. I, I, my job is your brother is to give you a hard time. But when it comes to being serious and actually getting some shit done, if you say, "Yo, you know, this will look better this way if you do it this way because of this, this, and this," all right, cool. I trust your judgment. Because you do this I don't Just like When we did the thing With Kyle I don't shit about this stuff So he told me what to do And I did it <laughs> That's just what it was Because I don't do this shit It all took you like What how, how many times Because I was Like I was cracking up And it was funny to me That was That's totally different But again I don't do it So I'm not in that It's not like I'm comfortable In this space where I'm like Oh I do this all the time But is this Also it was like 10 o'clock in the fucking morning I mean, I but you, you done public speaking before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you but that's different. It's different. it's different. It's different. It's different. Just like I hate hearing my voice. Like it's different. I don't like doing public speaking and being on a camera is two different things. And because you're forced in a, I think it's. I had to be when it came to public speaking. I I got forced into being comfortable with that mm-hmm. because my fifth grade year, fifth grade graduation, they had every everybody who's graduating that year. They said. You guys have all write a 250-word essay about what your school meant to you. All right, cool, whatever. What they didn't tell us is that they were actually ranking these fucking, writing these essays. And so they come to three, they pull three of us out of class and like, yo, so y'all are the top three of the essays that we received. Y'all gonna have to read them at graduation. I'm sorry, what? 
the fuck is this? So they, they I had to sign up for this shit. <laughs> right? So that, that, that was the first part. I was like, uh, 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 uh. All right, cool. Now, now, so we have to sit on stage. Now, part of our graduation, first and foremost, so I was in the, I was with the, our version of the Glee Club when I was in fifth grade. It was called the Eminem Club. Right. M&M Club? They like called the M&M. M- I, M&M. I don't know. I wasn't. The, Did y'all get I, free M&M's? No. I think it was because our teacher, uh, the, the, the the leader of it was named, her last name started with M, and I think it was something, her her last name was somebody else's name. I don't know. I just I never found out I didn't care. I was a kid. I fucking care. I went to the grade. Um, although the funniest thing, the funniest thing that happened during that that run that year was we were one time, because we were practicing on lunch, during lunch. Like when everybody else was on lunch, we'd be practicing. So one day, I think it was raining, so everybody, when it rained, everybody went to the auditorium and still going outside. Well, we were in a rehearsing. Yeah, so these, we had these old-ass bleachers that we were, like, practice on. One day, sitting there doing, and, like, when we do our song, like, our, our, our songs, we had, like, little, like, like steps to them and stuff like that, so we had shit like that, movement and stuff like that. So one day, we on this bitch. You could tell, starting to move. Started to move. Oh, it collapsed. And them niggas behind us jumped off, and then we jumped where I jumped up at the last second, and that bitch, boom! Wow. Just like, just fell down. Everybody, in front of everybody, much. Right? It's hilarious. But whatever the case may be, so there was one of the songs that we did in Glee Club that they wanted all the students, all the graduating class, to perform at our graduation. Mm-hmm. So you had the students in that were in the audience. What was the song, by the way? A song called Sky's the Limit or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't remember how the song go. So it's like this guy is the limit or some shit like that. I don't remember. It was weird. It was some childish shit. Whatever the kids may be, some kiddie shit. Whatever the kids may be. Um, before kids, Bob. So whatever the case may be, well, this is before B. So it wasn't that song. It was some random people. Some random. I don't know where. I don't know where the song came from. I don't remember. I know it was called Scott's Limit. That's all I remember. Whatever the case may be. So, um, with that being said, we uh. So they wanted us to every all the students to perform at the graduation. Now, the three people who got to who were going to be have to read there is a graduation. We had to sit on the stage the entire time. So we're facing the rest of our class, and we're all having to stand up and do this routine and this song. It was fucking terrible, right? <laughs> so then it gets to a point where we gotta, you know, read our read our essays. Now, what I don't realize what another thing tells us is that we're getting dirt. Like the top three are getting awarded trophies, and there's a third, a second, in the first place. They didn't tell us so that. So they just had a full-blown contest without y'all knowing. Right. So here's the thing. I'm like, oh, shit, let me go first. I'm, th- I didn't, I'm not thinking about the first, second, and third place thing. I'm like, yo, just let me go first. Let me get my knocked out. Hoping, like, look, let me be in third place so I can get this fucking knocked out. They call somebody else. Motherfucker. All right, what do you mean second place? Let me go first. Motherfucker. I'm in first place. So I got to go last. Mm. I walk up there. My principal, my assistant principal, go get him, kid. I'm like, nigga, you're not helping me right now. <laughs> this is not, it's not helping. It's not helping. Um, oh, man. And I'm got my classmates like, go, kid, you go. I'm like, y'all not helping. Y'all really go not helping. what? Go, kid, you go. I want nothing. You're not helping. Whatever they call me, I don't remember. <laughs> y'all not helping me. Y'all not helping me at all. This is not making it any that, better. That's the kid. And my parents saying, oh, this is not cool. A bunch of niggas I don't know Cause it's like You know it's, Everybody's families is there So it's like a bunch of people I don't know I don't know you niggas People barking in the crowd it's just so, it was, I mean it's not as bad As like a high school graduation But it was still like They were more civil Cause it was kids But still It was like What the fuck mm-hmm. So I'm like nervous So I had to be I had That had to force me And it was embarrassing as shit Because part of my essay 
you know, talking about what my school meant to me. I talked about me and my best friend Willie at the time when we met in fourth grade when he transferred to our school and shit like that. So I kind of felt like a little corny and stuff. So I'm talking about my best friend and stuff in front of everyone. It was so, like, I felt like cheesy as hell. Like, ugh. <laughs> Y'all made me read this in front of people. Like, oh, you and me, Willie. Like, the hell? So it was, it was, it was, it was, so I had, I, that forced me. That was the first thing that forced me out of my, to get my, over. over my stage fright. And then from there, I was in the, um, choir at church that helped although I slept through most of church even when I was in choir I yeah, would sleep you, in between songs so when I was on usher board I was in the, well, my grandma my, my, like I was in on the days I was in the choir I was in between songs and was like, she like like darting at you no it wasn't even they were like they were like yeah like, oh shit they were like what? and like it's time for a song I'm like oh shit what, what song time for what song nigga I don't know what song bro. I don't know what fucking song we're supposed to be reading and you know, when I was on usher board sitting in the back we gonna tell your grandma y'all some snitches yeah that's that's pretty much the usher for you they yeah Mm -hmm. um honestly I I find it a lot easier for me to to do acting versus public speaking I'm actually the opposite public speaking is a little bit more terrifying on my end because it's just like it's just you you can't really necessarily you know put on become a different role um yeah yeah, I'm more comfortable now because and I, I get started with that. Then, of course, performing in front of people, doing music and shit like that. I got more comfortable with it. And, of course, then I got into sales. And that really, like, broke me out of my shell. All right, well, cool. I'm in front of people all the time. It's whatever. Like, I took a whole fucking speech class and never wrote a speech. I did everything off the top of my head. Oh. And just standing in front of class and just talking. You didn't even do an outline? Like they encourage you to? No, they would give me a subject and I would just go. He gave me a subject. Cool. I'm good to speak. Oh, interesting. Because I'm comfortable enough to do that. I can go off that off my head. I mean, now to be fair, to be fair, someone that does come from the fact that I used to write music, so I could, right. I could freestyle a little bit off the top of my head and shit like that and come up with shit real quick. So that helped. That was something that kind of trained me for that situation. But yeah, it was. I would. I literally would. I didn't write a speech that entire class. I every speech I did. I just went up there. So you didn't even have no PowerPoints? It did, we didn't have to. It wasn't that. It was just writing oh, speeches. Okay. It wasn't that any type of class. It was, a, it was like a... I mean, it was an entry. It wasn't like a, like a speech four. It was like speech one or two. I, so I was going to say, in my speech class, we had to have like PowerPoints Yeah, but you think you're, old, you're young, so that's different. You're years after me. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But no, it wasn't... Yeah, we never did none of shit. Oh, wow. So I, I got away with it. Like, it didn't matter to me. But shit, I just think I went with that all the time because... Like, even not reading books in class. I hate reading, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, but might, for somebody might, that likes to, to read information, you hate reading. I, read, I hate reading books. Like, it's... Like, my mom... That's my mom's... That was my mom's thing. My mom would read all fucking day. Our house was basically a bookstore. We had... She had books in every fucking room of that house, and she could read two or three books in a day. Easy. That was her thing. I didn't hear that from her. My sister did to an extent when she was younger. I don't think she mm. does that shit anymore. I will, it depends. It has to be something that's interesting to me. No, I and I agree. like the last book I I, I read was like Jay Z's book. As a last like because that was something I wanted to read. Yeah, it would no, have to be I, something I that intrigues me. Outside of that, I don't see. I'm not gonna do it. I, I just, so you I, weren't one of those kids that was excited when the Scholastic Book Fair came. No, oh. no, no. Nigga, I look, look, no, no, mm-mm. no. I was a great reader, 
When I had to read, I could read, no problem. I was an amazing reader. It was why it frustrated me so much when I had to pick a nigga that couldn't read. How'd you pick him? You know that nigga can't read. Probably for shits and giggles. No, no, it was like, no, but I'm like, nigga, why'd you pick him? He can't read. <laughs> That's how I got put in, like I, told, I think I told you how I got put in a different reading group because of that shit. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I can't stand sitting, first of all, it's embarrassing, I feel like. Also, it's, I'm impatient as hell. And I don't want to embarrass them by calling out the word, but I will. And it's like, it's harder for me not to. Mm-hmm. But nigga, move it along, dog. And then that's how people look at you, like, oh, you're a jerk, you're an asshole. That's fine. Like, uh, we had this conversation last week. We went out for my dad's birthday last week. No, I'm sorry. No, it was for my uh, my brother's birthday. So we went out to dinner and we went bowling. And my dad, and this is nothing new, because he said this kind of shit to us before. He's just old. He's from a different generation. He think our generation is soft as hell. He think we soft. Yeah. He think he think we we stress over shit too much. We worry about the like shit too much. And he said to us, y'all 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 generation so soft because y'all y'all worry about things like being happy. I'm like yeah, nigga. <laughs> like that's but that's but that generation is different because like our generation we just work to make sure we took care of what we had to take care of. And I'm like, I said the funny thing about that is like I didn't say I didn't get a chance to say it. Still, I'm like you realize that was just your version of happiness, right? <laughs> you were okay as long as you could take care of whoever you did, your family or whatever and everything was good. That's your version of happiness. Y'all didn't describe it that way because the idea of happiness was just some fleeting thing that y'all didn't believe was possible. So it was like, just do what I got to do to get by. But that is technically your version of happiness. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we're just very intentional about making sure we are happy and not just doing shit for the sake of doing it because why well, am I live my life miserable? And he was talking about how y'all always trying to go do stuff and do stuff. like, yes, we want to experience more than just living in our neighborhood and doing the same shit all the time. He's like, well, I never want to go nowhere. I said, we know that. (laughs) 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 We know. know. We're we're well aware that you never wanted to go nowhere. You get a passport till you was fucking 50 years, sitting some years, 50 some years old. You never wanted to go nowhere. And that's fine. It's cool. (laughs) We're not you. But he was telling us how, you know, when y'all be complaining, tell me about y'all stuff, be venting me about y'all frustrations. I be thinking like, I'm like, and me and my sister like, you don't get it. You think we talk when we tell you about this stuff because we confide in you. To everybody else, everybody else think we assholes. Right. We telling <laughs> you how we feel and we may be like vulnerable with you because you're our father. To the world, niggas think we evil as shit. <laughs> my sister's like, people think I'm a bitch. What you talking about? <laughs> you don't know that because you think we could be your kids and we tell you our business. But to the rest of everybody else, Everybody else think we evil and mean as fuck. So you just think that way. Most people think we just wrong. We are under, we like mean and shit. So no, you just don't see that because you see us as your kids who can find you when we got something going on when we stressed about something. And I'm like, we're not going to like, because he even brought in like some own bios and calling her. I'm like, sir, we're mm-hmm. not going to go there. Mm-hmm. I, he's like, hey, she thought she was afraid to fail. I'm like, shut it. We're not going to. And at this point, I'm going to stop this argument because he's like talking to a brick wall. My sister's like, I don't know why you're arguing. You know, I ain't going to change. I said, I'm aware. It's, it's been that way since we were kids because every time we would have some stress out when we was younger, y'all just always whining and stressed out and shit. Like, y'all, y'all ain't got no real problems. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool. But it's just, you know, I understand. That's a different generation. They look at things different. And I'm cool. I said, because he's talking about, y'all are stressed out. Y'all just worry about shit. I said, I said, y'all in your, in your generation repressed all this shit, which is why y'all have more serial killers than every <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because in, in that time, mental health was not an important factor. Especially in the black community. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Yeah, but unfortunately, a, a lot of people with the whole Simone Biles incidents, it's like, 
really it is a lot of the older people who feel like she is they're looking at it as it's like oh yeah she she not strong enough like you know I work through my situations and my problems and woo 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 but then you you also end up having depression and other like physical problems that contribute to your lack of mental health um uh, one of these days we're 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 all gonna be comfortable with talking about oh well yeah I deal with my shit no you didn't deal with your shit you come you repressed your shit and took it out on your fucking kids who are now fucking ruined or you, you abused your wife or your significant other you you, you expressed it in different ways you didn't mm-hmm. deal with your trauma you took your trauma out on other people and it was funny I think I don't know if you heard me earlier when I was watching the, the video uh, I think it was uh, Randy who had posted where she was saying like um, the generational curse thing where it's just like just because you turned out fine it doesn't mean like it's okay for you to do what your parents did to you to your kids because oh you quote unquote turned out fine but all you're doing is basically adding more trauma uh, to your children without realizing it because you think, oh, well, just because it happened to me, this is how it's going to happen to you. Um, and I, I think one of the uh, main issues is like with the whole kicking your your child out when they become adults thing. Like, I think they, they say that the issue in the black community is that they do it without preparing their kids. It's just get out of my house and you figure it out on your own. You don't set them up like, you know, how to financially be stable when they move out or, you know, just basic. But that's partly because they were like. Financial literacy in general is not taught to so most people. Of course. So in the black community, it's not a thing where it's like we don't have generational wealth. So we're not taught. We didn't have wealth coming in. We were taught we were taught to just work hard and Mm kind of, you know, work check to check. Until you get to a point where you're making enough money where you're not working check to check. That's pretty much what black people were taught. It was a, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps type ideal. Let's do this. You know, we're going to work hard. We're going to go work in this factory and we're going to bust our ass and whatever and, and, and get whatever ways we can do to take care of our family. That was it. Mm-hmm. So you have a situation where the family is, because it's not like the white, the, you know, the, the white counterparts where, the husband can go be the breadwinner. The woman can sit at home and take care of the kids, and he can and, the, and because the guy is to make it enough to support the whole family. That's rarely the case in the black household. Like as you get further away from the generations, where because whenever we did try to build our own generation of wealth, the shit was taken away from us from white people. So you didn't have a situation where there was a consistent level of that going on in our community because it was always taken away from us because they didn't want to always hold us down. So that plays a role into it when you have the systemic system that's working against us mm-hmm. for us to not build any type of wealth. So you don't have a situation where financial literacy was even taught. It's something that you kind of have to figure out as you go. And you kind of, it's kind of a trial and error thing. This is why you have so many people who are African-American who file, who had to file bankruptcy at some point. Like, my dad is great as far as financial stuff now, but he he, went through, he definitely went through his trials. He he filed bankruptcy when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He figured it out, but, it, you know, it's one of those things. When they, my mom and dad had me, he had to go work. It wasn't an idea of, okay, option of going to college or whatever the case may be. It was, oh, shit, I got a kid. I got to go work. Right. So I can take care of my family. Like, that's just what it was. And that's all you know in that situation and you kind of figure it out as you go you get your first job and you kind of figure it out okay what do I gotta do you know this is the stuff and it's like and 
as much as your parents can try to prepare you for it is different because white kids, yes, white kids are probably allowed to fail more than black kids. Just like you have situations, for example, there are black kids who are 18, 19 years old living in their parents' house who are forced to pay rent. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you charging your kid rent? But unfortunately, a lot of those parents are in situations now. In some of those situations, the parents are in situations where they have no choice but to make their kids pay rent. Right. My dad started making me pay rent. I was, what, 23, 24, so it was different. It was like, yo, you got to yeah. contribute to some, you know, and that's fine. I had no problem. It was like 150 bucks a one, like like nothing serious. Right. So whatever it was, and at the time, mind you, he was the only one working. My mom stopped working years ago, so it was just my dad taking care of everybody. So, well, yeah, me contributing something to the house made sense, you know, because that could help pay for groceries and shit. My dad was spending three, $400 a week on groceries for us. So if mm. I could help, like yeah. contribute then so be it like that's just what it was so you know um but i think part of it we can we might as well transition because this kind of goes into the dr dre topic mm-hmm. so speaking on you know you know family taking care of family and shit like that so there was a so a news a news report um came out um from so dr dre's oldest daughter um his daughter i guess from his first relationships uh she um I guess him and his, her and his, him and her mother broke up when she was like five years old. The girl is thirty eight now. She has four kids, Ooh. and basically she's, you know, she's living, she's homeless. She's living out her car, a car that she doesn't own. She's at, apparently she has a rental car, which I have to have questions about why she's paying that much for a rental car. But it's another issue. Yeah. Um, and whatever the case may be, yes. So just to be clear, clear, Doctor Dre was taking care of her. Had her, she had a place and everything up until January of last year. The reason he cut her off is because she kept talking about him in the media. Oh. Yeah, that's what happened. So, basically, the reason she said she was given is because I, you kept going to the press about me. My thing is this. If I am financially supporting you, and this is yeah. so, this is where it, my endings get tricky, because a lot of people didn't pay attention to their new ones. Everybody just saw, hey, Dr. Dre, you're a billionaire. Why is your daughter homeless? Now, while I get that, I totally get that. If if I'm not in your life fully, she says, "Why well, I haven't seen him in 18 years." Blah 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 blah. And that's fine. If that's the case, that's I don't know what the dynamic was between you, him, him and his, you know, your mother. I don't. There know. must have been the kid he had when he was still like 16, like when. Yeah, that was his first. Started. She's the oldest, so she's one of his like first kids. He's his first kid, so he was when he was younger, like 17, 18 years old. So she's like whatever. So my thing is this: if. If you, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the relationship is with him, his mother and you, all that other shit. I don't, I, I can't speak to that because that's not my place and I don't know anything about it. I don't know your dynamic. Mm-hmm. What I do know, and this is my, and this is where I mean, people may like feel a way about it. And my sister even said to me and my brother, she's like, can none of y'all say y'all agree with that? Because if it wasn't for, if dad was like that, y'all be fucked up. I said, you're right. However, the one thing dad never did is, look, my, yes, if I was in this dire straits and I needed help, my dad would help me if he could. I, mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. He's done it plenty of times. However, what my dad is not going to do is ever enable me to think that I have to. De- I'm going to depend on him for the rest of my life. Right. I my the, the expectation that my dad helps me out is that you're. This is helping to get you back to where you need to be, so you can support yourself right. and not have to ask me for help. That's the the goal is the expectation is I'm going to put myself in a position to take care of myself. This is a temporary assistance until you get yourself back where you need to go. Mm-hmm. When I got laid off years ago, before I started with my at my current job and I lost my job, I got laid off. My dad took care of my car note. 
he offered. I didn't ask. He called me and was like, yo, I understand. I'm going to take care of your car note for a couple months wait until you get to where you need to be. That was something he chose to do. But mm-hmm. I didn't ask him, but he knew I was in, he knew the situation I was in, so he did. So with that being said, I'm, I'm blessed to have a father who's willing to do that. I'm blessed to even have a father who's able to do that. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't take that for granted at all. But it, does it, do, do I hate having to ask my father for help when it's happened in the past? For sure. Every time I've ever had to ask my dad for help, I've hated ever having even uttered the words. Drives me nuts every time. That's why I said, if I ever get a fat check, the first person who get into something is my father. And it still probably won't be enough. If I can give my dad 50 grand tomorrow, I wouldn't. It still probably won't be enough for all the help he's ever given me in my life. It's just what it is. Because mm-hmm. he's been there for me every time I've ever needed him. With that being said, shit, I remember when I first wanted to move out, my, when I was about to move in my family's house. And mind you, I talked about this before um, with somebody and, you know, just kind of feeling a certain level of loyalty and not wanting to leave a situation. And so when my sister, when I was moving out, my, when it's time for me, I stayed in my parents' house for longer than I probably should because I was afraid. When I came home from state, it was to help out. Because my dad, my mom had one on dialysis. My dad was still the only one working. My brother and sister were in high, you know, great middle school and high school. And there was a lot of shit needed to get done around the house. So my idea was, okay, let me come home and help. My father didn't like the idea. He was mad at me when I did that. But it was like, I felt like it was the best thing for me because I just couldn't, it was no way I was going to be able to focus at school knowing my family was in a situation they were in, Mm -hmm. right? So I came home to help out, contribute, whether it was cleaning, whether it was cooking, whatever, when I wasn't working. And... But it's and I stayed there longer than I probably needed to because my fear was when I leave, who's gonna take care of these things? Who's like, is everything just gonna fall the fuck apart? And mind you, in my head, I probably knew it, it wasn't, but there was still an innate fear that I don't want to abandon, like, and look and leave my family in a situation mm-hmm. where no, like, they have to figure out shit, shit out. It's just that was just my fear, so I stayed. So then when I was ready to go, so okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. I had some things on my credit that weren't, that were, like, put me in a situation where I wasn't in the best situation credit-wise. So when I applied for my first apartment, I got denied. I called my mom in tears, hurt. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm finally trying to get on my own, and I can't do it. And I feel like shit. Because I feel like I've been dependent on dad to look out for me for too long, and I'm trying to do my own thing, and I feel like shit, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And she said, why don't you ask your dad? And I'm like, because it's a whole point of me leaving it so I don't have to count dead no more. It was just like when I went away to state. One of the, like one of my biggest things going away to college and trying to get myself in a situation where I could finally, you know, get my degree and get myself in a situation where I never had to count on my father and depend on him for anything. Right. And you know what happened? I had to be depend on him because of my schedule. I couldn't get a job. I didn't qualify for work study. My, my dad made too much money. Oh, so wow. I was still having to ask my dad for help, and it I, it ate me alive the entire time I was at state. I hated having to ask my dad. That's the whole reason I got in credit card debt because I ended up getting these credit cards to avoid having to ask my dad for help because I didn't want to have to ask him. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do anything but set me up for failure down the line. It took me years to fix that shit. But that was my fear was I don't want to have to ask my dad for help because he already has enough shit on his plate. My mom is sick. She just went on dialysis. My, fucking, my mom broke her fucking wrist that fall my first the fall of my first year like two months after I went to college she broke her wrist oh. so now like all these things are going on my brother and sister are in school he's having to do all this shit and I felt like shit so I didn't want to have to ask him for help I'm 
going upon for these jobs, interviewing and not getting an offer because I've only had one job at this point. Nobody's offering me a job, especially because of my schedule. So it's fucked me up. I'm feeling like shit. So it's the same thing. Having to ask my dad for help to get my first apartment felt, made me feel like shit. I was hurt. I was so hurt. So, but I had to bite the bullet yeah. and do it because it was the only way and it helped. But I still felt like shit. Like, I was like, damn, I can't do this on my own. That's just what I felt like. So, I say all to say, like, yes, I understand. I'm in, a, you know, I'm. I understand the idea of your parents being there for you and stuff like that. And yes, we in the black community, especially, there is a tendency to kind of leave our kids in the lurch to say, yo. The one thing about my dad, and about one thing about my my, my dad's side of family in general is that you were always going to have a place to go, even with my grandma. My dad and my uncles were all grown with families and their own shit. When they were going through stuff, they always had a place to go to my grandma. My mom and dad were going through things. My dad was in my grandma's house in the basement. My uncle and his wife was going through things. He was in my grandma's house in the basement. My other uncle was in the going. Remember, he stayed in my grandma's house in the basement. That was just, you always had a place to go. And it was the same thing with my, my dad kept that house, even though we weren't living in it. Mm-hmm. If I had ever got to the point where I was homeless, I could have probably went to the house and stayed there. My dad wouldn't have a problem because that was the whole point. You always have a place to go. That's just a thing that we, it's ingrained in our family. So yes, I agree that, yes, I, I could I ever see myself allowing my child, I don't care how fucked old they are, to be homeless? No. The caveat to that is this. I'm not Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know their relationship. I can't speak to their relationship because I don't know. But what I do know is this. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. So if your father is taking care of you financially, giving you an allowance, had an apartment paid for for you, you were good. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, why are you talking about me bad in the media? That's stupid. That's first thing. And I'm sure she got multiple warnings about not doing it, and she kept doing it. So, why am I gonna? Why are you doing that when I'm taking care of you? That's my first issue. My second issue is this, man. You're 38. And this is where my thing comes in. So Jay Z made a song. It was on a Magna Carta Holy Holy Grail album. It's called Nickels and Dimes. The whole premise of the song is this: If I'm giving you money, so if, if I'm in a position where I'm financially solving, I can help you out. Am I helping you? If I, am I really helping you if all I'm doing is giving you money? You, every time you're in a situation, a hardship, I give you money. It's the same thing as if I'm donating money, am I fixing the problem or am I just throwing money at it? Mm-hmm. Because am I fix, fixing the underlying issue? Because the underlying issue is if you're in a financial hardship and you keep making the same bad decisions financially or whatever, if I'm just giving you money to fix it, I'm not fixing it because all I'm doing is fixing it in that moment. But you're gonna still, if your decision making doesn't change, if the choices you made don't get bet make don't get better, then you're just gonna end up in the same situation, and it's gonna be this repeat because I'm gonna keep and then you're gonna keep coming back to me saying, "Yo, I need ten thousand dollars again because of this, or I need money because my rent is due, or because of this." But what happened to the money I gave you last time? Well, you know, like so, it becomes a, a self um, self fulfilling fulfilling prophecy. Can't talk today. And it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, am I truly solving the problem or am I like just, just like the whole idea of giving a home person, a homeless person money? Yeah. 
I don't know what they're gonna do with that money. I, can I help them in that moment? Yes. But what am I doing? With the, what are they gonna do with that money? Is it gonna resolve the issue? It could. And sometimes you, you don't go into. It's not as deep because I'm not. I don't have an emotional connection to this person. So mm-hmm. you might just give them the money because it's like, okay, cool. Whatever you're gonna do with it is fine. Um, I've heard people like so people have done shit where they say, okay, well, no, I'm gonna drive you. You want to get some food? Let me go in here and get you the food and bring it out. No, I want the money. Well, I thought you were hungry though. Aren't you hungry? Vegas so there can't are, be choosers. There are, there are people who do that. So it's a certain level of okay. What are, what are we doing? So the like the whole idea is like, yo, I could be giving back and I could be giving you all this money. I could be supporting you. I can do all these things for you. But at one point, do you take responsibility to make sure you're in a position to take care of yourself? Especially if you have a head start, because I'm financially supporting you, which meant for all the years that he was taking care of her, giving her an allowance paying her rent she could have done anything during that time to put herself in a position to be self-sufficient however she did not she said and I don't know the details of what she did but clearly she didn't do anything constructive because if she did she would not be homeless that once he took that money away you were instantly homeless because he's been supporting her up until January of last year. So it's rather recent that he stopped giving her money and taking care of her, which meant that you were basically operating under the premise that I'm a, I'm a good because my daddy's taking care of me. Yep. And instead of putting yourself in a position that if some shit happened, my dad's always tell me, you need to make sure that you have some type of, uh, you need to have make sure you have enough money to have some shit go wrong. You can at least take care of yourself for a month or two. That was my dad's, my only dad's thing. Is shit go wrong tomorrow? Can you go on, can you have enough money to take care of yourself? Hey, if your car breaks down tomorrow, do you have enough money to get that shit fixed? Like, you need to have mm-hmm. a rainy day fund for if shit go wrong. Yeah. Because you just never know. And if you don't have it, then you're doing something wrong. Also, I could feel like if you're a person in Dr. Joy's perspective, nigga, I can't, I'm broke from the hood. I came from nothing. I bust my ass to get here. So then why do I why do I need to support you for the rest of your fucking life? You're a grown-ass woman. And also, regardless of her choices, yes, you chose, you have four kids. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you chose to have four children because you, maybe because you felt like, yo, it's cool because my daddy got me. I'm good. That's a choice you made. It's the silver spoon syndrome. Like, and she probably thinks that she's entitled because, oh, that's her dad. And so it's like, you're going to give me this because... And I'm sure it's probably even more because he hasn't been a part of her life in a a direct way in a long time. Yeah. So it's like, well, shit, you ain't been a part of my life, so you at least owe me this, right? That's kind of... I'm sure that has something to do with it as well, but at the end of the day... Now, with that being said, because again, that I think the blame falls on her too. She's culpable. She's just as culpable as him. Again, I don't. I do. Would I allow my child to be homeless? No, probably not. However, if I've told you, if the, the agreement was you got to stop talking bad talking to me in the media, because I'm taking care of you. That's just mm-hmm. like. Me and you dating, uh, um, yeah, just pick another. Whatever, man. Like we, look, <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm taking like I'm taking care of some. I'm taking care of a chick, and 
she goes to the media and blasts some shit about something I'm doing or something I did or or saying I cheated or some shit like that. And why don't you look? I, I may have been wrong in that situation, but if I'm financially supporting you, you probably should it to yourself. Or this is why you make them sign non-disclosure agreements. Well, that too, and that's a whole other thing. But and, and that's that's rich people problems. I don't have no problems. But whatever the case may be, <laughs> that's exactly. It's just like people don't understand how prenups work. Oh yeah. Because pre- uh, people don't understand the idea of how prenups work. People assume that prenups mean you get whatever you came into the relationship with. That's not how prenups work. Almost all prenups have some type of financial stipulation. Yeah. And allowance for the spouse getting something. It the what the prenup prevents is you getting half of everything I have. It does not prevent you from getting anything. It just prevents you from getting half. Well, it depends on what you you agreed to. In the well, no, no, but, I'm, but the point is, most people are not going to agree to give half in the prenup. So it's hey to prevent you taking half of my money. Sign this document that says you get this amount. There still is, or all you don't get nothing. No, no, no. There's never a nothing. There is always a something. That's that's a that's a myth. That is the myth. Really. Every prenup, and it's only because my I went through legal law classes. Every prenuptial agreement has some type of consideration for the other party. So you're going to get something because there's the only way I can incentivize you to sign it. If you get nothing, nobody's going to sign a prenup. They get nothing. Nothing. Most people are not going to sign I a prenup. I think I gotta have a Noah no. Tyler Perry's Why did I get married? Because that was a movie, and Tyler Perry wrote that trash. Yeah, well, yeah. That, but that's that but that's weird. a myth that's always been going on with prenups. That's okay. a that has always been the myth with prenups is that you walk in what you get, and you walk away with what you had. That's what that that's a myth. It's just that it's not half. It's not as much as you would get if the prenup was not in place. Well, so okay then. The, okay, so with the case of Mary J. Blige, like, um, why he he was entitled to pretty much most of her money, which he didn't earn. That was way more than half. Because he had financial dealings with her, similar to what um what um what's her name, um Wendy Williams. He was like he was a manager, some like he had legal like entitlements because of his working. But they had business arrangements that played a role into what he got. Okay, because he has certain ownerships in her her our works and things like that. So that's the reason why he got as much as he did. Because again, he had they. That's the thing when you work with your spouse, that then those entanglements make that shit all types of money. Mm. That's that's the reason he got as much as he did, because of that reason. Because he had legal entitlements because of the fact that they've had business together, and those business engagements is what led to him getting as much as he did. Yeah, I to me honestly, so I every think... but every prenup has some type of consideration. The only difference is because the reality is, if somebody puts a prenup in front of you and say, "Yo, I know I got a billion dollars, and I know you got a hundred thousand, maybe if that, when you leave, if we get divorced, you don't get nothing." Sign that. Who's going to sign that? You, um, you may get a small percentage of people say, I love you, so I'll do it. Yeah. But the majority of there. people are not going to sign it. So the only way you can get somebody to really sign a prenup is if there's some type of financial consideration. It's just not as much as they would get if you didn't have it. So if I say, I'll give you $10 million, you might take that. As opposed to me saying you're getting nothing, which is the reason why. So yeah, there's always some type well, of. It could be there's a financial consideration. There could be 
you're going to get this property or like there's some type of you may get an allowance for a certain um, period of time. But there's some type of financial consideration in a prenup most times. Well, the, another issue I think a lot of people, too, have with prenups is that they, they hear the, the word prenup and then they automatically think, oh, this is going to end in divorce. That's why a lot of people also get up in arms about when a prenup becomes involved in an, an engagement because usually if you're you're marrying you're you're going to be married to this person for the rest of your lives a prenup usually indicates that oh it's a possibility i might not stay with you for the rest of my life so just in case you screw me over sign this a uh, white piece of paper um but understanding now especially growing in in my own business like if I was ever crazy enough to get married, I probably would um, um, recommend a, a prenup. And it's more so business because I don't think a lot of people understand that at the end of the day, marriage is a partnership, a business um, in, in that aspect. Because I think a lot of people, they just keep looking at the the romantic side of marriage and the the, the trials and the tribulations and then they don't they gotta remember that it's a it's a legal binding um form of union so yeah so and that's the one thing also the other thing about prenups you can do because prenups is essentially it's i mean let's be clear marriage is a contract it is it's a contract it is prenup is just another contract it's like it's a it's a so in the medical field, in the health insurance business, when you when you have benefits, um, so let's say uh, you have a, a standard certificate of coverage. This certificate details the basics of your plan. Mm-hmm. Your employer, if this a, if it's an employer plan, can add or remove benefits as they see fit. So if I want to pay for this benefit, I can have it added if it's not already in the contract. I can change, okay, if the caller say the deductible on this point, the standard plan has a $1,500 deductible. If I want to pay to lower that, I can add a writer that says the deductible is now $250. Or, or I, there, there's a, this benefit, or for example, you, um, like certain employers, they may cover, I think one employer I saw before, they are the first ones I ever saw, they're the only ones I know that cover like gender reassignment surgery. That's not a common thing. Mm. Most companies don't cover, most insurance companies don't cover cosmetic surgery. Right. Um, if it's not medically necessary, not covered. Now, if it's a situation where it's some type of medical necessity and you can prove it, your doctor can support it, and that's different. But as like those are case by case basis. Yeah, like oh, I want, I need a boob job. No, like, yo, not so doing it. Yeah. Now, if you have it for a reason because you had cancer or you had a um, breast reduction thing, like breast reduction is different because if you have a medical reason, you can get that. So uh, yeah, like, back pain there are, so, stuff. right. So there are different re- but the point is you can add different elements to it. So with a prenup, I can say, okay, this is the final, you're going to get, rather than if I argue about finances down the line, if it comes up, this is what you get if we get divorced. What do you, and see, there's always a back and forth because it's not just, hey, I get this, my lawyer draws up this contract, you got to sign it like they do in movies because that's false. It's <laughs> usually, unless, like, like I said, if, if, a, if a person comes to you and, and gives you a pre-made prenup without you having any say, that that's when you need to be suspect that, hey, this not going to end well. <laughs> right. Most prenups are an agreement between both parties to say, hey, yeah. This is what you know. If so and so, if so, if you know, heaven, you know, heaven forbid, we end up on rocky turns. Things don't end well. 
what you know, this is what you this is what I'm gonna give you. Um, this is you you get so and so much support for however many, you know, years. Or mm-hmm. um you'll get um so and so, you know, you you get you can get this particular property. Or but then you also the person say, Okay, well, if okay, well that's cool. However, I wanna add a couple clauses. I wanna add a cheating clause. Yes. Infidelity clause. <laughs> yes. If you are get are you if you're caught cheating and there's documentation of that, then or we I can prove it, then this voice that and I get what I'm supposed to get. I get half, basically, or I get whatever. So there is different there's different elements that can be added by both parties. So that's the normal prenuptial agreement. It is really a contract between two people. It's not like you see in movies where it's like, hey, yo, this is prenup, sign it. We can't get married until you sign this shit. That you usually both parties actually there's a negotiation. Yes. That person brings their lawyer into it. That your lawyer comes into it. Y'all actually go back and forth of negotiating course. on what's going to be elements of this prenup before anybody signs anything. So let's be those are just one of them common myths that people don't understand. Because like I said, when they hear prenup, they assume it means I keep my money and you go the fuck on. Yep. That's not what that means. That's not what. That's not a normal prenup. That is a myth that you see in movies and TV shows. That's not how prenups actually work. <laughs> um, the other thing is, so with the Dr. Dre situation, the reason he's only paying three hundred k a month is because of prenup. That's what it is. Because he would be paying way more than that. Yeah. He would. He got off light. And I think that's why his ex wife was trying to go to court to fight him so hard, so she can get more than that. Well, she was stupid because she was the lawyer. <laughs> I she know. Dumb shit. <laughs> so, but with that being said, aside from the fact that yes, Doctor Dre, you know, his daughter is in a dire situation, whatever the case may be. Again, if I tell you that you need to stop talking about me in the press and you continue to do it. What other recourse do I have as Dr. Dre and just cut you off? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else do I do? What, what else can I do? Like, and so people always compare it to white families keep their family, they take care of it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But y'all, then y'all complain about those entitled kids when they get mm-hmm. generational wealth and y'all complain. So y'all can't have it both ways. Either y'all want, because like I said, this is where the argument always happens with white people. Y'all either want shit to be fair and equal, y'all want white access to white supremacy. It's either one or the other. Y'all can't have both. Of course, but they want both. But they want the white privilege. They're they're confused. It's just that small group of blacks that did just, they're confused. They want what fits the situation at the time. Now, what I will say is this. Aside from whatever is going on with his daughter, Dr. Dre is a trash human being. In general, he's been that. So while I'm not gonna, he's like, I'm not gonna argue more, like, because when I'm arguing this kind of this idea, this is more in the general state. Yes, Dr. Dre is horrible. He's always been horrible. Dr. Dre has beat multiple women. Yeah. Like, terribly, Mm -hmm. in public. Yeah. In front of people. Yeah. Like people on TV. I've told people, like, I was telling my brother, like, yo, I said, you don't remember the old one, guilty conscience. When M was talking about D. Barnes, that wasn't just a slap. He whooped her ass at a record release party in front of people. Mm-hmm. He beat her like people that saw like the pictures of Rihanna. Y'all don't even want to understand what he did to D. Barnes. And his in the security in, in front of a bunch of freaking industry people, why the security guard waves a gun and, and and kept people away. He and then talked about it like it was nothing. Yeah, she deserved, you know, people talk too much and yep. uh, it was okay. 
Now, granted, I know it was a different generation, but that shit was never okay. No, not at all. He beat the hell out of Michelle Light to the point she had to have plastic surgery when she was pregnant. Michelle Light? Yeah. He it beat the fuck out of her like, when she yeah. was there together. No, she, the, she had a documentary. To, the, to the point where she said when Suge didn't beat her, she thought he didn't love her. Yeah, that was... She was like, you don't love me? Because she was just... She thought that was love. Because that's what she was used to. Especially from Dre. Yeah. So, yes, Dre is a horrible motherfucker. And that's fine. He is a horrible motherfucker. I don't know Dre as a person. I know his behavior. He's trash. Yes. Very much. Dre has been trash. That don't still that don't still change my opinion on his situation with his daughter because at the end of the day, I don't care who it fucking was, I would feel the same way. You 30 fucking eight years old, when you were in a position where your dad was taking care of you, you didn't do what you needed to do. Because my thing is this, if I had to pay rent or bills and I was getting an allowance, yeah. now nigga, my, you know how much shit I would be, I wouldn't be, I would be doing everything, everything I exactly. wanted to do. Exactly. I would, my business would be, at a, I, Nick, do you understand? Who are you telling? Like. Well, maybe she just doesn't have no, no goals in life. Well, that's part of that, but that's, that. that speaks to entitlement. Yeah. If your rich father has been taking care of you, then you don't, and you don't have any, any ambition within you to say, yo, let me take advantage of this and do what I want to do instead of going out there and having all these kids. And I look, that's your choice. But nigga, I got four kids. Yep. If my father cuts me off tomorrow, I got to be able to take care of these four kids. It was like when my brother's baby mama, she was notorious for getting herself kicked out of apartments and shit. Not kicking care of herself. And relying on everybody else to bail her out. And it's like, look, regardless of what he has to do his part as a father and take, you know, and support in where he can, <clears throat> but it's still your job to make sure your kids, your kids are good without him. Because at the end of the day, those girls are with you. Mm-hmm. So y'all, you got to make sure y'all okay. And she never could. And it was always a thing when she asked everybody else was important. It's like, everybody can't keep bailing you out because you keep letting yourself on. You can't keep a job. You can't keep an apartment. I'm like, what the fuck, dog? So, like, it's like that shit falls on you at some point. You were an adult. You got to grow the fuck up. Like, I'm not about to sit here and take care of you like that. No. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we can get into it because this is the last time I'm going to talk about this dumb nigga. The dumbass that is that nigga name. I refuse to Jonathan, whatever the nigga name is. I'm not Jonathan calling him dumbass? His name is, real name is Jonathan. He's the, 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 he's the, the dumb. He's the, the dumb. He's the dumbass. He's not, I'm not calling him the other name. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> did you see what I tagged you in that one meme the other night about it? Like, those, uh, the, the children that were selling candy was probably <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that in the last podcast. Like, yo, uh, they, ever since then, it's like, man, went to shambles. Yeah. Karma, nigga. Should've just bought that candy, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, gift. um. It was like, it was like, uh, it was like that Kendrick song, How Much a Dollar Cost. It's like, oh, yo, you don't know who the fuck I am? Now I'll see what happened. Them kids was God, dog. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, you should have bought that candy, niggas, that box They of was candy. angels, and you just fucked it up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> now look at you. Um, yeah, it seems like his career is just slipping away so, very, very quick. we're talking about the dumbass. I'm not calling him that name. Jonathan Kirk. That nigga. Short nigga. So, he's been trash for a while. We just kind of, niggas just kind of know a lot of shit because he made, you know, interesting songs. 
They were kind of I didn't like, really care for him. They were kind of bouncy. Whatever the kids may be, right? Uh, he had the same fucking flow on every fucking song. Whatever. The only song I think he did good on was the one song on the, on the um, Dream, Dreamville project. I'm sorry that. Fuck that nigga. Whatever the case may be. So we had, you know, the, we had the Rolling Loud Super Spurger event. Um, and he took it upon himself to make some comments that were, first of all, out of fucking left field. Like, what prompted just said some dumb shit. Was it during the concert or was it? It was in the middle of the concert. You know how like when you go to a concert, if you've been to a concert, mm-hmm. yo, if you got five, if you if you went ugly, all the other people be quiet, kind of like the hype man type shit. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. basically what he was trying to do. But the way he did it was different. If you ain't if you ain't got HIV or AIDS or one of the other daily diseases that make you die in three um, three months, wait, what the fuck? Mm, that was. Uh... But then you followed it up by saying, "If you a girl and your pussy smell like water." Which what? That don't even that's not even possible, but okay. Um According to some of these dudes, you you No no no, 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 no. Most nigga no real nigga ever says that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no real no, no real nigga that actually gets pussy says that. Yeah, oh uh, well, yeah, you would be surprised. No, if, no real nigga I understand that. However, they are actually well, they, 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 they think, think like it's that. a compliment. That's what it is. <laughs> they don't want to tell like cause they don't know what to say. So they think if I tell you it smell like water, it smell the water doesn't have a smell. Right. Which is stupid. <laughs> It's the dumbest shit. Niggas, this is the problem. Okay, we're going to talk about this in a moment. Because you niggas who think y'all get game are sorry as fuck. I'm going to tell y'all about y'all selves in a minute. Because that just brings up a whole nother topic. But before I get to that. And then he goes on to say, if you ain't, if you ain't, if you, if you ain't, if you ain't something one of your niggas uh, digs in the parking lot, raise, uh, throw your hands in the air. And then TJ like so yeah yeah because all you niggas some of you niggas sus man you know what I mean? <laughs> who I so, think he he doesn't realize we're in a different time this is not the nineties he, he typical even, typical yeah. nigga and so it was random and so then he gets on social media after the fact and he's doubling down on the shit like it's nothing and then and he kept tripling down y'all y'all can't cancel me I'm a superstar okay, oh he because he thought nobody could touch him that's what it was he started being cocky he thought he was unfucking touchable alright nigga alright nigga you should have paid you, $400 is, for that candy this is what niggas don't understand you are never you are there are only certain niggas in the industry who are untouchable you ain't one yeah. you had a one maybe two year run nigga that shit could be gone like that and look at it and so it's gone like it that. started with people celebrities like basically denouncing what he said fucking Questlove Dua Lipa who he just did a track way before she took him off the song like a bunch of people and then you had fucking Elton John release a statement Ooh. oh dog you know you, if you, you fuck you fucking you piss off up. Elton John you would have had Madonna come out you ooh. oh you and fucked up now brother Alright. Sir Elton He still Nigga had the nerve to say he didn't know who Quest Love was when nigga you performed on the late on the tonight show with Quest Love oh, behind your dumb ass. Oh my god. I don't even know who you are, man. How do you nigga, first of all, your rap card is taken away if you don't know who the fuck Quest Love exactly. is. Exactly. Second of all, fuck you. So He's been he kept trying. pushing this shit. Then the nigga started getting taken off festivals. You get taken off a Lollapalooza. He will not be in here tonight. That bitch is gone. He got, he got taken off the governor's ball. Bye, bitch. He got taken off a bunch of other shit. Mm. Bye, bitch. 
Now, all of a sudden, you want to come out with an apology. And it wasn't even an apology. He blaming everybody else for, like, y'all know the enemy move. Y'all are so quick to try to cancel me, blah, 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 blah. No, nigga, you what? don't feel regret. You felt that, that fucking money in your pocket going. Believe you lost it. a few mil, and now you hurt. And now those candy boys is just laughing like... So <laughs> you want to start... No, but boy. nigga, no. You, and then you had, of course, the typical niggas coming out defending. First, you had T.I. Oh, Clifford. Hmm. Yeah, well, let's... let's that, that man. Uh, Clifford. I'm going to preface this by saying... T.I. Tip. Clifford Harris. Cliff. King of the South. Rubber band man. <laughs> Mr. Trap Music himself. Expeditiously. That nigga. First of all, he says, why if, if why are y'all leaving? He ain't say nothing wrong. Why if if, if Lil Nas is can live his truth, why baby can't live his truth? <clears throat> Time out. Let's be clear. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. A straight man, heterosexual man, y'all need to understand something. Lil Nas X being himself, not bothering nobody, just being himself, is not the same as you being a straight man, making it a point to call out gay men. Because this is, and this is the ego of straight men, especially straight black men. You niggas seem to think that gay men want y'all and they don't give a fuck about y'all. They don't like like it's the same it's the same ego that makes men think that women do shit strictly to a get a man. Yep. She got she wearing that outfit because she trying to get my attention. She got her hair and nails done because she wanna look good for me. Mm-hmm. No, she doing that shit cause she wanna look good for her. It is rare that a woman is doing anything for your bum ass. But niggas' egos are such that they think that anytime a woman does anything remotely attractive... It's for the man. Or it's always to attract or to please or to cater to a man. And that speaks to the ego and the belief that men, that this is the, everything is about them, that the world and everything is about them. It revolves around them because that's the way society has taught them to believe. So... If this gay man who ain't doing shit but being his gay ass self and living his life, living his truth, is going out here making his music, making his music videos, do whatever the fuck he wants to do. If he watched Big Pimpin' or any of T.I. videos back in the day, uh, or any of, he watched the Get Who's video, budget ass shaking, he ain't come out and said, y'all, man, Y'all, man, no, nah, man, that's not okay, man, because I'm gay and y'all infringing on me being gay. What the fuck that ass shaking got to do with me, nigga? That's your shit. It's not for me. Just like Lil Nas, his fucking video ain't for me. He's, he made him being gay. His, that guy should do me. He makes dope music. Niggas going to accept that. They may hate that and they may hate the fact that because he's gay and hip hop, that is a problem. But the reality is that nigga's talented as fuck and y'all niggas mad about it. Let's be clear. So, those are not not equivalent. Him being, Lil Nas being himself and the baby being, no, if if the baby was just being a straight ass man fucking women doing his own thing, that'd be fine. 
what he did is that he made it a point to call out make gay uh, suggestive things about gay people and about HIV and AIDS being a gay disease which is a old thing that was a myth yeah, back in the 80s yeah this is not 1980s it's not 1989 like nigga that nigga do your like read a book dog read fucking google he nigga he probably don't well we know that he can't read so, <laughs> he can't fucking read so whatever the case may be you can't like just spread misinformation and this is how that shit gets started nigga start so it's this whole idea that straight men are so threatened by gay men. Because they talk about gay men like gay men is chasing them every day and they're not. Them niggas don't give a fuck about y'all. Know what they're doing? Fucking around with other gay men. Mm-hmm. They ain't never like, what the fuck, dog? Like, it's so crazy to me. But and the other ego of of gay or straight men, especially straight black men or straight men in general, is that y'all will be so quick to talk. Gay men, are, black men are so men in general are so quick to stick their 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 biz their their opinions or thoughts in the in the in the business of gay people, whether it's gay men because they don't agree with it, or gay women because they want to be involved in it. I gotta be a part of this. Oh, you 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 like chicks too? Oh shit! Let's go, nigga. No, it's not about you. It's the reason why women being lesbians or bisexual was so much more accepted because it appealed to the fantasies and fetishes, um, fetishizations of black men, yeah. of men in general. Oh shit, y'all, yeah, I love to see two girls kissing. Unless you a stud, then 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 they gonna treat the but stud. If you're like a, if you're more feminine than you, of um, course, it's oh shit, oh shit, which is. And Very, that's a problem. So it's, it, but it's the ego thing. It's like, oh, we got to be a part of this. It's like, no, they don't want you to do with y'all, nigga. Shut the fuck up. So it's that whole, it's this whole idea that y'all, y'all matter to the point where y'all feel like everything has to involve y'all. Lil Nas, I said the thing about you, niggas. Y'all talk about him more than he talk about y'all. He responds to you, niggas, and y'all niggas are not as good as the internet as him. He chose you niggas like crazy. And it should be hilarious because you niggas are childish. And he calling y'all for your bullshit. But it's like y'all just hate the fact. Look, it's cool, whatever. So the whole idea that baby, that's that's not living. Saying making comments like there is not living your truth. You just living your life as a straight black man. That would be living your truth. But you making it a point to make comments about gay people. It's not living your truth. Cause not not little nines out here making grand statements about straight people. Unless y'all say something about him. That's it. So then, like clockwork, we have Boosie. Oh, that man. How does he still have social media? Boosie. How does he still have taken. It's, he's getting taken away. <laughs> so here's the thing. Oh, that's because... Oh, that's what I saw that interview about on The Breakfast Club. I don't... So I've never... I'm I'm be honest with you. I was never... Like, when they would... This whole, when the whole free Boosie campaign, I was adamantly against that Because he murdered somebody. Keep that dumb nigga in jail. What? <clears throat> sure, he got out. You know what I knew was gonna come with that? Dumb nigga shenanigans. Yeah. Ever since that nigga been free, dumb nigga shenanigans. <laughs> you paid your fuck, uh, paid a stripper to seduce your fourteen-year-old son and nephew. Just nasty. Just nasty. And then, like clockwork, follow at following Ti Lee. Here come Boosie. Lil Nas X, if he performed that gay shit, I'ma go on stage and beat his ass in front of if he performed that gay shit in front of me. No watch, nigga. It's not for you. Uh. Like, like it's just 
you niggas is stupid. And, like, talking about y'all don't put that shit on while little boy, little boys at home trying to be straight. <laughs> and again, it further illustrates that you niggas Charlie. don't understand how, 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 <laughs> how fucking sexuality works. Because by your logic, if a nigga watches Lil Nas X's video, all he gotta do is watch the WAP video, and he'll be fine. <laughs> that is the logic that you were putting out there. Basically, according to Boosie, yeah, yeah, he he also had like females over his his live, basically showing their private parts too, because that's great, you know. And, and I don't, I don't have the patience. Or the brain power. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't want to use my brain power to deal with dumb niggas. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. And it, and, and but I feel like it's my job, my res- my responsibility, to call you niggas on bullshit and stupidity, and idiotic idiotic statements, um, because you niggas are trash, and. I'm sure other people have said this, other people have uh, have stated this, but the reality is you niggas are trash. You have these antiquated beliefs and thoughts. Somehow you feel like gay men are a threat to you as a straight man, which don't make sense. But Mm -hmm. my thing is this. If there are a bunch of gay men, that means there's less competition for me. Dumbass. If if you're a straight man, why are you worried about this gay man? Because what you should be worried about, and that's where people get into things like, you are so worried about these straight these gay men instead of, you know, are you interested? Because you so worried about their lives. And I'm I'm convinced that something happened to Boosie in jail. I think so too. I am I am I, convinced I really think so too. that that nigga got rammed in jail. Lockdown version. Like he got rammed in jail, mm-hmm. and he ain't never get over that shit. So that shit is in his soul now that every time he sees something remotely suspect or gay or whatever he wants to say, mm-hmm. that nigga is gonna make a comment because that is just, that shit is ingrained in his heart because he got fucking trauma from something that happened to his bitch. I don't know, but his the way that nigga that rails out. or makes it a point to always want to talk about gay shit all the time whenever it comes <laughs> up in this, or the LGBTQ plus community, like, he has a point. Like, he keeps talking about it. And it's like, yo, nigga, what happened to you? Who who hurt you? And I mean literally hurt you. Because they hurt you clearly. Yeah, shit's internalized, dog. Mm-hmm. You ever seen... Have you ever watched... Uh, Snowfall? Uh, not yet. So there's, it, well, there's a scene, a season where they lose some money. I mean, it's more of a... So they lose some money. And he's, somebody stole some money from him. That he has to pay the plug. So they go to the hood and get these, you know, niggas to find the niggas they got the money. Mm-hmm. So the niggas robbed them. I was like, riding outside the club. He know the niggas. So they go to these other niggas that in the hood to go find them. So they, this one nigga comes with them. They go find a nigga. And the nigga's not giving it up about where the money is in the house. So the nigga they got to go with them. Now, mind you, they not telling this guy how much money it is. They just tell him, you know, a couple, a couple, a couple thousand. It's like it's like thirty grand. So of course, once he finds out the money, he like I ain't getting shit. But before that, he's clearly been in jail. 
Mm-hmm. So the nigga, they, they're torturing this nigga. They whooping this nigga ass. But the guy, he's he's like, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him. So, like, nigga, where the money? Where the money? Takes that, and he tied. The nigga's tied up at this point. He takes this nigga in the room, and they're like, yo, is he whooping his ass? He's like, no, he's not whooping his ass. He's beating his ass. Yes, until he finally gives up the money. So, I'm sh- I feel like something like that with pussy. I'm such a fuck. Look, I'll fucking care. You know what? I don't care about Boosie feelings. Fuck Boosie. Fuck that bastard. Fuck that nigga. Yeah. Fuck this Boosie. Yeah, I think he, he. He really, apparently, Boosie really was a badass in jail. Yeah! For giving up that ass. Hey. <laughs> um. Enough about Jonathan. I am convinced that men are trash. And, and so I was on Twitter. I, I, I'm convinced and I'm confused about what niggas is thinking. I was going to say that. Okay. I don't think niggas blind or something or something's going on in the world. So some dude posted on Twitter. I have never seen a, 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 a dark skinned girl that's 10. What? Yeah. Please, please don't say he's black. Yes, mind you, he has in his bio, "I love black women." Oh, just not dark. But but but, but he said, "I've never seen a black girl that's ten. But no 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 no, it gets worse. Then he doubles down by saying, "Kelly Rowland is uh, is universally a six at best." Nigga, where? Who? What? Uh, where? Uh, uh, does he? I think maybe he's trolling. Is he? No 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 no. Attention. He argued with niggas on Twitter about this. Okay. Please deliver me from dumb niggas. Uh, you, I'm sorry, but if you uh, you tell me that Kelly Rowland is a six, I don't know what what what. I'm convinced you. What? I honestly don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a. Uh, there are certain things I just can't comprehend, and that bullshit. When I saw this, I said, I'm sorry. What? There were women on time I was Was he light skinned or dark skinned? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It don't matter. No matter. Okay. Well. There are nigga. Have you ever seen Lupita? Yes. I'm I'm saying, I'm I'm speaking in general. I'm not asking you, but I'm like asking you like oh. nigga, have you ever seen Lupita? You never seen a 10 that's a dark skinned girl? Shit, Kelly! Kelly is a 10. What Shit, are you talking Kelly. about? Kelly! <laughs> If we being honest, yes, Beyonce gets the fame because, you know, and colorism has a role, a, role, a play in there. We know that. But if we being honest, Kelly is finer than Beyonce to me. She always has been. Just being real. That's what it is. And Kelly is not of technically dark-skinned, but she's brown-skinned. You know, she's not, you know, she's not, she's not, she's darker than Beyonce. So, yeah, but whatever. And But it's like the idea that you say you've never seen a, ten, a, a, a dark-skinned girl that's a 10, nigga, I'm going to slap you 10 times. Uh, yeah. Like, this, what the fuck, dog? Like, like, do you niggas just hate women? Especially black women? Like, just say that. If you hate, if you hate black women, just say that. Right. Did a black, did a dark skin girl hurt you, um, break your heart, dog? That, is that what happened? Like, it's just like, niggas just, just be honest, dog. You trash. Super trash. Fucking trash. Terrible. I, I hate you niggas all. Um, so we're going to talk about, do you think it's possible for a woman to trap a man? 
Um, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why she not? Do you think it's possible for a man to chop a woman? Yeah. How? Um, if he, you know, y'all, y'all getting it in, and he takes the condom off without, you know, telling a woman that he did, and then shoots up the club, and she ends up pregnant. That's a way. That's your only option. Um, he can also lie about certain stuff saying that yeah this my Benz then come to find out it was a rental that's, I don't know if it's you could trap somebody by lying about the Jesus, because I can find that out you don't, you don't keep that running for so long <laughs> I mean you never know because there's some folks that they, they could probably go and rent the same car out over and over again because I know some people who yeah but girls gonna notice that's not the same car or like you, you can tell if it's a rental there's ways to tell because most rentals have a lot of true obvious However, so my thing is this. Okay, so some nigga on TikTok was like, like somebody commented like, because some women trapping men. He's like, how? And he's like, y'all explain to me how men can trap a woman. Easy. For example, I had a co-worker. She was married, mind you. She was married to her. And so, but she was like, she wanted to leave her husband because he could never keep a job. So she ended up always being a breadwinner, right? Every time she was threatening to leave his ass, he would get her pregnant. Every time. That, that sounds like a trap. That's yeah, a trap. Damn. So, it's like, okay, yes, it is possible for a man to trap a woman. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. Just like it is possible for a woman to trap a man, mm-hmm. you can trap a woman. Um, with that being said, speaking of trapping, Brittany, you know who uh, Brittany, um, Bundle of Brittany is? Brittany Renner? Who? Brittany Renner is an Insta- Instagram model. Oh, sounds um, like She it. hangs around Tiana Trump a lot. Oh, okay. I think I know who you talk Because Tiana Trump, isn't she still dating uh, Lamar Ball? Or I have no idea. Oh. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Or it was LaMelo, I think. Mellow Ball or something don't like that. Don't know. Um, this is Brittany Renner. Hey, this is Brittany Renner. Okay. That's the IG model. Okay. So, Brittany Renner recently had a baby by PJ... What's that nigga name? PJ Morton? No. Oh, I was going to say, like... It's a basketball player. Hold on. Hold on. PJ Washington. Okay. All right. So, Brittany is probably 10 years older than PJ. PJ got drafted like maybe a year or two ago. Right? He went to Kentucky. Um, and there are pictures of her. And, and, and so, basically what it boiled down to was a few, like a week or two ago, PJ posted something saying basically like he was faking this entire time. What it alluded to was basically she basically used him to have a baby and trap his bum ass. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, well, nigga, you should have known. It was like, yeah, but he's a kid. So apparently then you go and look and say, there are photos of her in his game when he was at college. So she was basically grooming this nigga. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, she had her eye on this nigga. Like, oh, I got him. 
And the thing is, people need to understand something, especially in this social media age. It's just like, let's say I was a kid coming out of uh, high school, and and this is before, let's say, before social media. Let's say Halle Berry like started like approaching me or like flirting with me. Like mm-hmm. I went, like you came to my start coming to my games and start like trying to like to build a relationship with me. From a young nigga's perspective, nigga, this Halle Berry. Yeah. I don't care what the fuck this Halle Berry. Now, so in his point of view, oh shit. If I knock down Halle Berry, but also that's Halle fucking Berry. This is like niggas always <laughs> joke about trying to get Oprah pregnant. Lord. <laughs> right, like, that, right. So with that, that being said. That, that, that money. Right. So with that being said. But even it, or even now, it's just a level of okay. It's a certain level of status. Like nigga, if I get Oprah pregnant, nigga, Stedman can even do that shit. I can do that, right? Right. right? It's just a, <laughs> a status thing too. So it's like a it's like a like a brass ring type thing. So with that being said, if you're PJ Washington and you're in college at Kentucky and you got this <clears throat> an IG model that everybody knows that she's popping, everybody knows who she is. She's all over IG. You know, people know who the fuck she is, whatever, right? She used to play, she used to be a soccer player, too. So she used to be a college athlete or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever the case may be, and she just, you know, got an Instagram model, and then that's been her thing. So whatever the case may be. So if you get, if you get a chance, for you, you see her at your game, you in college. All your friends, all they know is, dog, that's Brit, that's fucking Brittany Renner. That's the bad bitch from the internet, from IG. Oh, right. shit. Oh, shit. She's trying to talk to me? That's all he's thinking. He not thinking, oh, she's trying to trap me. Because mm-hmm. he's a kid. He's a kid. How old what is a, he again? He was like 18, 19 years old when this all happened, when it started. Because remember, in, in, in NBA, you only got to be one year out of college to get drafted. So True. he was maybe 18, 19 years old when that girl started coming to his games. So, Mm-mm-mm. from his perspective, oh, shit, the girl I see on IG, she trying to get with me. He not thinking, damn, she trying to trap me. He's thinking, dog, that's a that's an accomplishment. I'm, it wasn't I'm, no, no females in his families that was warning them, like, you know, she she don't seem like the type. I don't, you don't know. And well. I'm sure if they're older, they probably don't even know who this bitch is. He knows, his friends know. But if he got, oh, if he don't get, unless he got sisters around his age, if he got, if he got aunts, they don't know who this chick is. All they know is this beautiful girl wants my. Um, now they're probably used to girls coming to trying to get with their son or their nephew or whatever, but they don't know who she is specifically. They might not be willing to like. Some people don't. Older people, older people don't use Google like that they, as much as they should. And if they do, they call it the Google. <laughs> the Google. <laughs> so it's like okay. And so, he finally gets drafted. They start messing around, or they probably was messing around before this, but she ends up pregnant. She posting all these pictures with them together. They got the baby. She's you know whatever. And then he come to find out the bitch she was faking this the whole time because you want to get that kid, and now you got the kid, and you got and and basically I just I just basically fell into an eighteen year contract with your ass because now I got to support you because mm-hmm. I'm an NBA player. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Very and a lot of people, but a lot of people are blaming him. 
like he should have known because then a video came out of her years ago talking about how you could trap it, like how you really want to if you want to trap a dude or you trying to like if you want to do go for those big basketball players and guys with cocky you know well that's probably why they feel like he should but known. if you were kids you don't you don't if you young i'm not looking at that shit that video don't come across my all i see is just half naked woman on my well, you, you gotta remember what kind of generation we're in where they're not looking like, for that though because that may not you know how you live in a bubble everybody lives in a bubble for example all the racist people, when they look on their timeline, all they see the shit that supports what they think. Mm-hmm. If I'm a young guy in college, all I'm looking at is IG models. I'm looking at, I'm not, I'm looking at pictures and videos. Maybe of her shaking her ass. I'm not looking for a video of her talking. I don't want to see you talk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm here for. He probably didn't know she had a voice until he until he started talking to her in person. Shit. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard this bitch. Why? know you had. To, I didn't even know you could speak. I mean, just me and I, it's like, this is what it is. So, she's dirty for that. But, I mean, you know, she got the shit off. You know, it's, I guess, more part of her, but it just fucked up. Because he's, he's, she got you for 18 years, nigga. 18 mm-hmm. years. It's fucked up, dog. It's fucked up, man. But, as they say, don't hate the player. Hate, hate the, the game. game. <laughs> um, That's true. Let's see. Um. So, are you excited? So, are you an Aaliyah, are you an Aaliyah fan? Of course, I'm an Aaliyah fan. So, are you going to stream her music when it comes out? I mean, yeah. If it's going to come on Apple Music, then yes, I, I've been Don't anticipating do it. Don't do that. What? It's I pay for Apple Music. That's not the point. That's not the point. What so you, you don't know the story, do you? Well, yeah, you have told me the story. It has to do with like legal issues with like the family and stuff like that. Not wanting her music to be released, right? Because her uncle owes her catalog. Mm-hmm. But do you know why her uncle's releasing on music? Because he's being petty. No, he's broke. Oh, remember? So here's the issue: her family doesn't want the music to be released because they don't get anything from it. That's the first thing. They have no financial ties to the music because her uncle owns her entire catalog. Oh, so From, basically, he's the only he, one that's going to get a paycheck. Right. Because he owns Black... He owns... So, Black Round Music, which is the group label she was on, is her, her uncle, Barry Hankerson's own label. Mm-hmm. So, he owns her catalog. He owns, I think, Tank... Some of Tank's back catalog. Really? He owns... JoJo's first two albums, which is why she re-recorded them and really released them years ago. Oh, so and that I think so is that she, also part of why she was gone so long? Yeah, because he she had contract issues and dealing with that, and so she finally just went back. She when she came back, she went back and re-recorded her first two albums. Okay, because somebody posted when they so cool, damn, so when they, how does that hurt her uncle? He just being shysty. So like that. so here's the thing: part of the other reason people have an issue with Barry Hankerson is because. He's the one that introduced her to R. Kelly because he managed R. Kelly. So, mm. so he knew. And even after you knew R. Kelly was messing with your niece, you still managed him for years. <sighs> so now what it comes down to is this. R. Kelly music ain't making, he ain't making royalties off R. Kelly music right now. Because the only album that you can technically get is the, her first one, the AJ Nothing But A Number. Right. Whatever the case may be, so... He he's not making any money right now because our Kelly catalog ain't selling. It ain't yeah, because they they removed it. It's not getting they strange. Well, I mean, it's still there, but it's not being featured. So you gotta actually look for it. 
So, whatever the case may be, it's not getting played on the radio, none of that shit. It's just not happening. So, he's not making no money, royalty-wise, off of R. Kelly's catalog now anymore. So, now he needs an income. Let me re-release, let me release my niece's projects. I'm He's going to release her music. He's going to release Tank's albums. He's going to release JoJo's first two albums. And people are like, oh, shit, we've been wanting to listen to this music. Yay. But... All that music movement, and that's the reason why as soon as he put it out there that he was going to be releasing music, her family released a statement like, yo, we don't really want this to happen. We've been trying to fight this because... Oh, okay. Yeah, so because... And the reason he's... This all a money grab. And this is all because... First of all, you dirty as hell. If you know that your... Yo, this guy messed with your niece. You mm-hmm. introduced him to your niece. He messed with your niece. And he, after he messed with your niece, you still managed him and did business with him there for years. Yep. Up to this point where you were making Definitely. money off his catalog... And now that you're not making money off his catalog, oh shit, I need to get money. What else I got? Oh shit, I got my niece's catalog that I'm I'm not paying the family off of. But fuck it, I own it. Let me go release it, and that's what he's doing. So, with that being said, like even JoJo came out because somebody's like, I'm so happy this music's gonna be on Spotify. He's like, yeah, but I'm getting money off that. So I re that's why I re I re recorded them in 2018. So go stream those because I don't make any money if you if you listen to the originals. And it's not a situation where. You see, there are people who have been, there are people who re-recorded their songs. They don't sound the same. JoJo still can sing, so I'm not sure. Oh yeah, JoJo can blow. JoJo's voice is probably more powerful than it was when she was like 15. Of so course, it's different. So the music still sounded good. There are some re-recorders you find out there like, that older artists are doing. It's not the same, bro. Sound like karaoke. It's not the same, bro. Sound like karaoke. The voices don't sound the same. It unlost a few octaves. It don't. It's 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 rough. (laughs) It is is fucking. All the magic is gone. Rough. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not good. So, whatever the case may be, though. So, that being said, it's kind of like what happened with Chappelle. When it was announced that Netflix and HBO was going to all release the Chappelle show, and he was like, yo, I called Netflix, like, no, because, like, yo, I feel a way because I don't make any money off this bullshit. Right. And it, and it, it, it look, and Netflix is like, okay, we're taking this shit off. And then HBO followed suit to the point where Comedy Central had to call him and was like, okay, let's, let's, let me, let's, let's, let's get this shit worked out. Mm-hmm. So it worked out where he started getting money and it went back up, but he had to put that pressure, and luckily he was in a position to do that. Aaliyah's not here. Exactly. So without her, nobody's here to put that pressure. Your family can only do so much. They don't have any say. And so his punk ass can get this money because that's what he's trying to do. He's going to use the nostalgia and the, the, and the love that people have for Leah to make this cash because he's not making money off of that fucking predator's money on food, um, 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 work anymore. So that's what he's doing. And it's fucking trash. So fuck Barry Hankerson. And I ain't fucking attributing none of that bullshit. As mm. much as I will, I will stream that shit on YouTube if I really want to see it. Mind you, I still have most of the albums. So I don't have a problem with it. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense, though. I, uh... Apparently, Diddy has himself a young Thundercat. Diddy, what? what, what? Diddy is dating a city girl. Young Miami. Carisha. Miss Period Pooh herself. Period. Um, so. Diddy. That, that's so that's the thing. He's... That's the, I don't know about, he, if anything, he may be bi, but he, I don't, yeah, he, I mean, he still said, like, I mean, he said between kids and not, but like, what the fuck? 
That's not the point. It's just the fact that I guess women his age just don't do it for him no more. Why does he have to go, like, for the younger? Because he can? He can, but it's still... He's not trying to, like, if he not, because he not, the love of his life is gone. So at this point... Yes, J-Lo is gone back to Ben. No, that's not, no. The love of his life was fucking Karen. Well, yeah. Um, Karen? I'm sorry. What's Kim Kim Porter. Kim Porter, yeah, Kim. Okay. But that's Jayla was an up close uh, second. Yeah, yeah, but that's more of a like out of sight, out of mind thing. Like her, her love of her life was Ben. Let's be clear. We we know that, but it um, still crushes Diddy that the fact that Diddy he, just was like well, something. Let's go. Yeah. Look, the point is this: <laughs> look, he went because he had Lori Harvey after her son, his son dated her, um, <laughs> and now he's with and Naju. Then it was Cassie. Yeah, with Cassie, that started because he tried to make her career because she was no talent, but she was beautiful. So. Whatever, they've together for years, so they whatever. But whatever it is, maybe. So, uh, yeah, so like a few months ago, I guess it may have been an event that Diddy was throwing. It was a picture of them together, but I just thought it was like a photo op, like all the other pictures he had posted. I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But then she posted on her live, and there's a picture of her drinking a bottle of De Leon, taking it to the head, on sitting on his lap, and him is sitting there, and whatever, him grabbing her waist or whatever, like, oh, so y'all niggas really together. Ivy was like, well, fuck Diddy. Because apparently, also, he, I guess he did an article in, um, in Vogue and his him and his daughter's posed on the cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I guess he's starting a new R&B, uh, R&B only label. And niggas like, if you signed to Diddy in 2021, you deserve whatever the fuck you get. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so... Because uh, are they still trying to revamp making a band? Uh, that was supposed to happen, but I, I'm sure the pandemic played a role in why it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but you know, um, so I guess we can get get to it now. Well, first, let me get into this first before we get into the verses. Um, so have you been keeping up with this Royce versus Lupe shit? Uh, not I only go based off of the updates that you've been been giving me. So what's what's new with it now? Okay, so I guess I can give you the backstory on what happened. So what happened was this. One day, so R.J. Payne is a, a former a battle rapper slash rapper. His, his battle rap name used to be Rain Man. And um, he came out and he said, hey, me and Ransom are the best out right now. We mm-hmm. the best MCs out. Roy saw this post and posted on IG, best where? Basically saying, what the fuck are you talking about? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. But he didn't rap. He just said, I'm the best, right? <coughs> so then it started a conversation where they got on IG Live and it started out as something cool and then for some reason niggas started you know getting in their feelings or whatever and you know Lupe got kind of hype about it like yo I'm the best and blah blah and niggas started going back and forth then somehow Mickey Fax who was uh, who was one of my he's a, he's a dope MC he's a um, whatever it is Mickey Fax got somehow in the middle of the shit and it became a thing and Royce started talking pocket and Royce was talking to these niggas like they beneath him or some shit he was talking like he above Lupe and shit like talking down to niggas and like nigga let me clear Royce I love Royce I love him from Detroit I love Royce mm-hmm. you are not better than Lou me I'm sorry I don't fucking care what the hell you say you are not better than Lou you never will be better than Lou so let me be clear because Lou got two classic albums his first two albums you have your albums later on got better but let's be clear you had to you got to get to that point you weren't there at first so um, whatever the case may be so started some shit so eventually that's to a point where Royce drops. Now, mind you, at this point, Royce and Hooper are doing a podcast together. So it's come on, it happened to their podcast, stuff like that, whatever. So you just, it's, you know, all the shit. So eventually, Royce drops a diss record. And basically, what all he did 
is basically do some he did some lyrical miracle type shit a lot of syllables a lot of bars and shit like that but he wasn't like actually it wasn't like any hard direct disses but he was telling them like you're gonna do this you're gonna do it right all right cool so lou didn't even listen to his pro his thing he just drops he does a freestyle and kills royce but he goes direct at royce he goes at the fact that Royce rely on niggas. He always riding some niggas' coattails. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he talked about a lot of shit, right? Royce felt the way. So then Royce and Mickey are on, and then um, Royce, and, Royce and Mickey Facts are on live. And and, and Royce, and this, and this he made towards Lou, he does make a couple references to um, Mickey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mickey felt the way. He went to ask Royce, like, what did you mean here, whatever? And Royce kind of was like, well, fuck it. If you think it's about you, it's about you, kind of shit. Whatever that line, yeah, you can have, you can have that line, you can have that line, blah blah, like something like shit like that. And so he kept telling Mickey, like, "Yo, nigga, you you were basically trying to like son him, so you know you a little nigga, you ain't you ain't like you need you need to do harmony more than to get my attention that shit, right?" Mm-hmm. So Mickey felt the way. So Mickey's like, all right, cool. Mickey decided, I'm gonna go in the booth and I'm gonna fucking destroy you, and he did. When I tell you, he went the fucking <clears throat> so. All this time, Royce ain't responding to Lupe. After Lupe's this, Royce ain't rapped. Matter of fact, Royce is complaining that niggas is being disrespectful. But all doing this shit on IG. He ain't made another rap since. Claiming that you niggas disrespectful, that if I was in front of you, you would've, we would've, I would've punched you, all kind of shit, this bum. He, like, he basically resorting to being a child. He's basically resorting to the meat meal strategy of beef. And it's like it, it, it claiming that everybody getting mad because when um when who when uh when Mickey jumped in and he was like, well, why why my friends ain't helping me? Why why Crook and you know why Crook and and uh and uh Joel ain't helping me or why ain't these guys jumping in to um, support me? Y'all see me getting jump type thing, whatever. And it's like whatever, nigga. And he just and he's literally been doing this shit for weeks, just jumping on live, basically playing victim and making it seem like it's everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. And it's like you being a child. So whatever the case may be. I've lost a lot of respect for Royce doing this whole thing because it's like, nigga, you could have just rapped. It would have been easy. Because the whole, and, and it's like, all you had to do was rap. This could have been way over, but you decided to do, just be a child and go on IG Live and complain the whole time. So I've lost a lot of respect for Royce for this shit because it's been, it's been stupid. Um, Lupe was like, and Lupe, you, and a lot of stuff came out. You kind of figure that them niggas, because a lot of shit today, like, if you listen to their podcast, you can tell them niggas had differences of opinions on a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Even you have said that before. Like, Royce, you know, Rupe feels a way like it's certain things Royce and Rupe they just clash on. So, um, one of the things that Rupe took offense to in Royce's rhyme was how you you basically told me said some shit about you care about the white people more than you love about black people. It's like nigga, I've heard that bullshit before. Don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. It pissed me off. It was why I came at your neck like I did. Like it was just a it's a it's, it's a lot of childish bullshit or whatever. So, um, you know who Darius Cooks is? Well, affectionately Darius Crooks. He like, is he you hungry? Artist? You hungry? Let's make a snack. Bald black guy who's always popping up on videos on like Facebook and shit, making cooking. Okay, so he's like a influencer. He's like a, he's a, he, he supposedly he's a cook, but he's not. He's a bald, bald he's black. He's a crook. Guy. Yeah, they call him Darius. His pay, his pay is Darius Cooks. Okay. He always posting videos of him making shit, and he always started with "You hungry? Let's make a snack." Some bullshit like that, right? Okay. Oh my god He's on like Three restaurants All the restaurants Have been closed yeah. He's been outed By different other Chefs online Is basically being a crook And stealing people's shit Including Chef Ramsey Has Chef Ramsey No like him? We're talking about black women Oh black okay women. Never mind Matter of fact There's a girl From here Who has a, a catering company And she posted a picture 
And she always posts pictures of shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. He took one of her pictures and didn't give her credit and posted it. And niggas... And try to make it seem like it was his. Yes. Oh. He does shit like that. That's his thing. Oh. So it's one, this one social media cook who's literally been going in on his nigga. Like, he's, 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 he's terrible. Nigga can't cook. He steals people's recipes. <laughs> like, well, yeah, if you got to do all that, then yes. You, yeah. So it's been a hilarious thing, cause, especially because I'm a cook. So I, I take, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, dog. Like, what the fuck? Darius. Um, yeah, his name is Darius Cook. They call him Gary. Like I said, all your restaurants have been closed. There was a dispute because he ain't paying his employees and shit like that. All kinds of bullshit, right? Oh, that sounds like a late culture incident. <laughs> and just a terrible guy. <laughs> all right. We're going to finish this with Dirty Mackin, but we're going to get into the verses now. I don't think you know what Dirty Mackin is. D- dirty back and like are you, like is that a, a term we'll, we'll, of endearment we'll, we'll get into it well, okay. hold on let me keep talking talk okay so I mean we're we're going into to verses yes um, I didn't know what to anticipate when I was uh, watching it at first but I can kind of tell it was actually going to be very entertaining and interesting when uh DJ, this is before they all came out, when a DJ basically threatened to shut the show down if niggas didn't get off the stage. Um, but also remembering that this took place in New York, so New York is already a, um, a, a different breed within itself. Um, I'll be honest, like, I, I had to apologize because I initially had Dipset winning, but um, the locks, they... they Children, children, children. No, I look. This is why I said, but I, I literally, I had children, to be reminded of like the children, bangers that the locks children, had. Children, children. Don't say children. children. Yeah, I, I mean, I, but it was a lot of people who felt the same exact. I'm aware, way. and they were all children. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a no, couple of adults. No, no. it was people that, my when age. When I say you know. children, my yeah, but you're you're younger than me. So when I say children, yeah. I mean different generations. Okay, well then you need to specify. When I say that. children, I mean yeah, no, because for me, children are. How old are you, Ashley? Um, thirty-two. Okay, I'll be children. thirty-three in November. Children, when it comes to this conversation, children. Because Sir, I, this is what I, this I was is a around year, is a, Almost an eight-year gap, okay? so. But I was listening to this music when I was a Yeah, record. but you didn't. I can guarantee you, you didn't know half the freestyles you heard from the locks. What do you mean? Most A lot of those songs they did were freestyles. I know that. Did you know them? No, because exactly I thought they were freestyles. So. That's my point. Coming up in that era, everybody knows the freestyles, too. That's my point. So that's why I say when I say there's a generation gap, because when people were choosing Dipset, and I understand the argument was that Dipset was this big movement. Dipset was everywhere, blah, 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 blah. I get that. I, and even people from New York kind of felt there were people like, you can't tell Harlem niggas anyway, any, anything anyway. So well, Harlem, niggas, <laughs> Harlem niggas is going to believe whatever the fuck they want to believe because Harlem niggas don't care. They live in their own alternate universe. However, however, everybody kept, my thing was, Glock's catalog. No, they, they, they have some bangers. People keep forgetting they got their solo shit to pull from. They got solo albums to pull from. Yeah. They got Bad Boy era stuff to pull from. They got Rough Riders era stuff to pull from. They got D Block era stuff. So when I even and this is before they started going, like I didn't even know they were gonna go into like I felt like so because that's what happened with Kiss and Jada. 
Kiss went in his bag and he got the nigga Jada. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Kiss went and got. I was like, that's Kiss the same and person. I mean, uh, Fab and Kiss, Cam. Fab and Kiss, Cam and Cam, Cam and Kiss, Cam. Fab and Kiss, nigga. All right, whatever Kiss means. Cam. Kiss, Kiss got Fab out of here because he went to his bag and like, and it was the whole thing. Like people thought because Fab had more, you know, mainstream songs. Cam. You keep saying Fab. Cam. I'm talking about Fab. This is going back. Oh, well, you're talking about their verses. I'm talking about their verses. It was the oh, same okay. thing. Jada killed Fab because Fab... I didn't get a chance to see that one. People thought Fab was going to win because he had more, quote-unquote, mainstream records. Eh. Jada, and he does. He has a lot of those type of girl records and shit like that. So people oh, thought, well, I honestly would have known Jada Kiss was probably going to win that one, mm. to be honest. Most people thought Fab was going to win. Because if you think about hit records, Fab got a ton. You don't think about hit records and Jada like that. You think Jada is top five dead or alive. That's all that type of shit. And he's a he's a killer. But you don't think most people don't think. Oh shit, he been on a lot of shit. Like he got a lot of features. But we talking about just like, Grammys. Mind. Yeah, but those are all features, and that's what you and that's what people don't. That's what people were thinking. Fab got records of his own outside of features that are mainstream hits. Mm-hmm. And people are thinking, oh shit, it's gonna be cool, but you gotta play it like Jada got a lot to pull from. So with that being said, when it came to this, a lot of people were picking Dipset. A lot of um and they were like, well, Dipset's a movement, Dipset was more worldwide, all this shit. The problem was this. The locks are a unit. They are a gr- they are the definition Warlocks. of a group. Before they ain't been a since fucking. I know that's like, why I said. <laughs> you think you trying to make it sound like you know something like here? Um, Actually, I do. <laughs> whatever the case may be. The point is, they were. They're a group. They are. They're also killers. Them niggas still two together. They like think about it is like most groups, you hear about some type of drama, them beefing. You ain't never heard that with the locks. Even if they had it, you never heard about it. Mm-hmm. We all know about the beef that Dipset has had with each other at different some points in time. Niggas used to make videos on YouTube talking shit about each other and shit like that. Well, right? yeah, that's <laughs> so. And even just the way they all came on the stage, you could tell it was it was just different. Very sloppy. Locks was, well, no, the locks were focused. They came. Well, no, I'm talking running. about Dipset was kind of well, sloppy. Well, apparently, no. Apparently, the way it happened, and when Joe, like Joe, when Joe, <laughs> Fat Joe gave his recap, he said, shit, Cam was walked out. Cam was about to leave before they even walked out. That's the reason why he came out separate. Mm-hmm. Jim and, and Jewel's and then went out first, and Cam was in the back about to leave, and I guess when he heard Michael Buffer, he was like, all right, well, let me, all right, let me go. So, because he was apparently, that's what Joe said. Joe was like, he's about to leave. So you could tell he wasn't feeling it the whole, like, from the beginning. It's like he wasn't there. So, but that just speaks to a whole nother issue. And a lot of people was like, I don't know if I fuck with these niggas like this, right? But even with that being said, people was like, well, shit. You know, for one thing people forget, because a lot of people also thought, well, Cam is hilarious. So Cam is going to be funny and he gonna, his personality is going to carry yeah. it. But a lot of niggas don't understand how hilarious Jadakiss is. Jadakiss is. Also, Jadakiss... Oh, he was a comedian that night. Jadakiss and them was... It was focused. It was ready. And the niggas performed. And they killed these niggas. When I tell you 
They was killing these niggas with freestyles. Like, like fuck the hit records. We killed. It was like niggas. watching the Eight Mile Battle. They killing you with mixtape records, and the crowd is fucking losing it. Even just the the, the speeches Jadakiss was with, because and mind you, even though that that was a different route because the uh, lots went first. Like a lot of people think about when Cam dropped "Welcome to New York City" and then Jada went right into "I'm from New York," but that's a different round. That's the start of a new round. But those back to back, it still just showed you the difference. Because Jada's like, "Nigga, I'm not. I'm not. I don't live in Miami. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he I'm here. I'll be outside. Come see On me, the nigga. Block. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Manhattan. I'm in Harlem. Y'all see me? Yeah. So." It just exposed a difference in that shit. Because the way it started, you could tell Kim had no intention of getting involved until later on. Mm-hmm. But after the first two songs, he could tell this shit wasn't going right. So he had to get the fuck off that lawn chair. Because mm-hmm. the niggas was getting murdered. Yep. All right. I got to. I gotta, come on. Come on for the bullpen, nigga. Get your ass out here. Mm-hmm. We need help. We need help. Stat, nigga. Please. Because uh, Jim Jones looked like he could be as coordinated as a. a That's the thing. Jim, the like, thing is, like, even though technically Cam is the public, like, he's the person that everybody views as the the face of Dipset, over the years, Jim has kind of been become the more, the probably the more public face of Jim Dipset. And so he may have been, he should have probably led the group, but everybody, you know, it's Cam. So everybody, oh, he's Cam. It's like, yeah, but Cam ain't really been active musically. Jim Jones been making music consistently for the last 10 years. So it's a little different. And, but Jada and then was just like, no, nigga. Like, he, he just killing them niggas. And then he called them out for whip syncing. Because that first oh, song, yeah, they, came like... to, they came out to I'm ready, but wasn't ready. Yep. You 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 rapping the wrong words. I don't, don't even know your songs. Well, these niggas don't even know the words. Do you own fucking shit? Y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all rehearse, nigga? Y'all practice? Y'all just came out here and thought y'all gonna cool this shit. And that and that's, that shows you the difference between trying to be too cool for school mm-hmm. and actually being a killer. And it's a difference because... Yep. The niggas came out ready for war. Cam and them came out ready for, just to kind of chill. And it's like, no, nigga, this is not... Yeah, we in New York. We gonna do this shit right. And it's like, yo, nigga, remember where we are. So... It just became... It just... It, just, it was a glaring... Like it was a, it was bad. Like I was a massacre. Yeah, Dipset got their ass. It was ter- like I honestly don't remember if them niggas went around. If I'm being honest, like, I don't remember them niggas winning around. Nope. Like I just don't. And even the records I thought was gonna get them like a point, Dipset Anthem didn't didn't. And by the time they played, it was too late. By the by, by the time they played, and then Jewel's dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't style. like the ladies? Y'all yeah. don't like the ladies? Y'all don't like girls? Y'all like the girls? Uh, Why you alley you that shit? You stupid. You alley you your own destruction. Well, These, yeah. Basically. Them niggas play six records back to back. Like, nigga, what the fuck you talking about, though? And then they, they came with it. Like, and the crazy part is that Locke still have more niggas shit in the talk. They didn't play. Like the one I just played. If they had played Go Ahead, that fucking roof would came off. I tell you, they, it was other shit that they didn't play. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, nah, we good. Like, they they didn't even go into deep, deep into their bag like they could have. They was they took it easy on them niggas and they still murdered them. Yeah. That shit was terrible. Really, it was the freestyles that, that did it. Because well, the freestyles was going to bring different, especially, especially in New York. 
Mm-hmm. Crowd just is like, they lost it. It's like, yo, what the fuck? And nobody expected that shit. They just that shit was that shit was a master class and it was clean. They they whooped them niggas ass. It was like the dream team in '92 going overseas and whooping on them teams' asses and niggas asked for the autographs after the fact. Like, <laughs> yo, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> like, thank you. Come again. Um, that was racist. I was talking about European and you somehow went to Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I know that wasn't in the same country. The hell? It was not. I don't know what. I know that, you idiot, but you that was the first racist. thing that came. No, it's not. Racist. You only know one, one voice. That's what it is. Okay. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Dot, dot. Yeah, I already um, know. I pooed. Thank you. All right. So here's the thing. You said you don't know what Dirty Mackin is. No. Dirty Mackin. Yo, I know you got a man, but I'm better than him. Or, I know you got a man, but he can't cheat you like I cheat you. That's what's dirty macking? That's dirty macking. Basically, if I see you got a... I know this guy, she got a man, but I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I'm better than your man or tell you what your man... Or snitching on what your man is not doing. What do you just call that player hating? No, it's, it's dirty macking. It's a different term. Player hating is... Player hating is a more, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess, newer compared to Dirty Mackin, but Dirty Mackin is Dirty Mackin. Because it's dirty, because it's like, you're doing it, you basically, you're trying to undercut me and take my chick, but uh, like trying to tell her all oh, the shit you do better. So, with that being said, there are a lot of Dirty Mackin songs. Mm-hmm. There is a, there's a lot of niggas who have done a lot of Dirty Mackin in records. For like, example, for example? LL Cool J. Who Do You Love is a Dirty Mackin song. No, it's Dirty Magazine. Mm. It's Dirty Magazine. Would you consider um, um, Hey Lover then? Hey Lover you? is a, jo- a Dirty Magazine. Okay. It's Dirty Magazine too. And he had a string of Dirty Magazine actually. Yeah, because it's LL Cool J. He had a string of Dirty Magazine songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking uh, Joe, um, all the things that he won't do, Dirty Magazine. A Jagged Edge, he can't love you. Dirty Mackin song. Let me see. It should be a list. Um, If I Was Your Man by uh, Joe. Dirty Mackin song. Where I Want to Be. Dirty Mackin. Sweet little dee 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 dee. That that will be what the song will always be influenced. Somebody actually made it. Somebody actually just made a playlist of Dirty Mackin songs on Apple Music. <laughs> Sweet little Dee 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 Dee. Um, I can love you by Mary J. Blige. Dirty Mackin. I told you once. I told you twice. Marvin Room. Dirty Mackin. Mm, people gotta shoot their shot in some way, shape, or form. I should be, but you real. Dirty Mackin. I should be a good. Your man ain't me by Chris Brown. Dirty Mackin. Yeah. Um, Let Me Love You, Mario, Dirty Mackin. Well, I mean, in, in that case, he was trying to save her from a fuckboy situation. Don't matter. It's still Dirty Mackin. Whatever the situation, she's still with that nigga. Leave it to the lawn until they break trash, up. But don't he matter. Was trash. It don't matter. I mean, let them niggas break up first, then you can do that shit. But, but you, you know, he just wants shit, to cut the chase. Like, he didn't it's want to a, play. No, that's how, that's how niggas be like, yo, man, you, um, oh, I, yeah, I got a man. Well, you know, you can have a friend. And then he gets in that point where he's a friend, and he starts. I can't believe he did that to you. <laughs> I don't even know how that nigga. He don't appreciate you, baby. He don't love you like. But like, maybe some women actually are looking for that type of man out there, so they they put themselves in a the position to be like, hey. 
you know, I got this guy over here on the side, and if he knows, no, there's there's on, always been that ongoing thing that women have different guys in their in their life that um, that do different things if they can't follow if they can't find the one nigga, so they got the one nigga who listens yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. They're the one nigga that spends money on them. They got the one nigga who they want to thash and enjoy talking to. Mm-hmm. And they're the one nigga that blow their back out. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they can't, they can't get it all in one. They they find, they, they mm-hmm. create their own building nigga. Yeah. So. Just like the dudes with the builder girl. Uh, let's see. What else? What's another um, Dirty Mackin? Um, what's another Dirty Mackin song? Let's see. What else I got? Because there's a, there's a history of Dirty Mackin out there um I got a man by K Sola or K what's whatever what's your man got to do with me what's your man I got, got a man That's, um that just sound like he was just being too forceful and aggressive like look bitch you, you just gonna have to let me be your man or I'm fuck him up like yeah that that was um I'll take her by LL Stretch I'll take her uh uh why you want her by T.I. Dirty Mackin um, just a friend by Mario. I was thinking that. Mr. Telephone Man, new edition, Mr. Dirty Mac. Telephone Man. No, that's not really Dirty Mac. Uh, yeah, no, because she was really, playing that's him. Not really that Dirty Mac. She she was kind of hoeing him. Um, let's see. Do what I gotta do by Ralph Tresvant. Definitely Dirty Mac. <laughs> um, can't help but wait. Dirty Mac. When sensitivity by Ralph transfer count count No, uh, yeah. Well, no, because I don't know if he was referencing the dude she has. He's telling you the kind of guy you need. I don't know if he was. Did he say, "Yo, that nigga trash"? But he was just saying you need a man like me. I don't know if he was like referencing her having another dude mm-hmm. as much as he was trying to promote himself. I mean, usually when guys have to promote themselves like that, it's kind of obvious that they they are kind of. Um, and it's true. Yeah, I agree with that. So we 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 could possibly count that one. Girlfriend by sink, dirty Mackin. Um. Let's see. My way, my usher, dirty Mackin. Oh, the video was hilarious when Tyrese was in it. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's gonna be me by insane, dirty Mackin. It was poor. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be my. <laughs> Somebody actually does have sensitivity on his dirty magazine. See. Um. I told you. Shit, Halo by Mob D, Dirty Mackin. <clears throat> DJ play a love song by Jimmy Fox, Dirty Mackin. DJ, won't you play this man love song? I'm so into you by SWV, Dirty Mackin. I'm so into you. Uh, let's see. Get it on tonight by Montel Jordan, Dirty Mackin. Oh, he's, he just sound like he was, but nah. he, he sound like he was annoyed with the chick that he was with. Like, yeah, but still. What's so different by Genuine? Dirty Mackin. Down low by that nigga. Definitely Dirty Mackin. The rapist? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that, um, I don't think we should count any of his songs. That's true. Because they're, they're all pedophiles. Senior, Senior by Justin Timberlake. Dirty Mackin. Okay, maybe. No. Senorita, I know I the song. You deal with things that you don't have to. Uh, okay, well. He doesn't love you. I can tell by his charm. <sighs> you can get this real. And it's like, that's fucking Dirty Mackin. <laughs> okay. Telling that nigga, 
what he did not, what, telling you what he not doing, telling you what I could do. I'm better, baby. That's that dirty mac. That's the epitome of dirty macking. Uh, let's see. Um, Entourage by oh Marion. I thought that was just him, just basically wanting to be with a girl. What there was? I want you to be my entourage. There is. I don't, I don't remember the lyrics, so I can't say. Hey, I want you to be my entourage. That's pretty much what he said. I that's the chorus. Yeah, that's the only part I remember. <laughs> but I don't. I highly doubt that he was talking about taking her from somebody else. Especially if he wanted her to be in his entourage. Shit. I forget how much uh, You Should Let Me Love You was dirty macking. I still say that he was he trying started, to save her do from you, the you to, Do you and Julie being hurt? I mean, he, he was making dirty, it obvious. Nigga, he, that is direct. He's calling her out. That is the most direct line to dirty but macking I've ever. But he was calling her out because apparently. Do you and Julie being hurt? Now you're making it her fault. <laughs> Because you know yes, you, you are. You know you smell the perfume and the makeup on the shirt. No, no, no. You don't believe his stories. You, they're all lies. Bad I as know you, you smell the perfume. Per- like nigga, the, I just mean, dirty macking. He just trying to bring it to her attention. Very, like no, but my thing is, is how you know what's on the shirt, nigga? Are you are you his <laughs> friend? Now you saw you his best friend. You trying to get on this girl? <laughs> Maybe nigga. she lied to him about it. Like yeah, I saw him. I think he was out messing with other women. You know how sometimes we. That was it. He was definitely trying to scoop on one of his own homie girl. That was because the only way you know. That's like that's his boy who's probably the one getting him to do the dirt. And then <laughs> like, yo, I know you smell the perfume and then the lipstick on his shirt. Cause I was there. I saw when the chick did it. Or she she could have told him. Nah, already. nah, nah. Or she could have nah, walked and cried nah, to him. She ain't, nah. That's the nigga, yeah, because he was his friend. And that shit, nah. She that show like why Or maybe it was all on the internet. Social this media. Was, she probably before, posted. It before social media. Nope. I don't know. No, game is that bullshit. Nah. That was his friend. Maybe it was on MySpace. No. He was that MySpace was his friend. Existed. No. That was his friend. Black Planet. He was trying to take his friend, girl, man. Or maybe just word on the street just got out and they all they hang around a small community and and they, they all know everybody's business. Apparently, apparently crying out for me, crying out for me. Mario was a, apparently here's a consistent thing of uh, dirty mega songs. Or maybe he's just somebody who likes to save women Take from other bad niggas situations. and girls. Maybe, I mean, he was saving them from very piss poor situations. Like, hey, you want to be in a better situation? Then, you know, I'm your guy. Like, it, it, he was just trying to save them. You know? Maybe just, just, ugh. Disgusting. I mean, he was giving them a better life than they already had with the other dude that they were with. Because apparently the dude that they were with was not shit. So. Yeah, but if you contributed to it, is you helping the nigga find chicks on it? You ain't go back to his girlfriend. How like, do we know this? How do nah, we know this? He knows too many details that he would know. Because it's different. He not telling her, yeah, you remember when you told me about it? No. He said, I know you smell the perfume the, and see the lipstick on the shirt. Not saying, like, not saying that you do, like, because if she told him, that's different. He's saying it like, I know you see it even if you're not acknowledging it. That's different. That is different. He knows some shit because he was there. He saw he's he set the bitch up on his lap. He paid for the bitch. Wow. He's like, go seduce my friend because I'm trying to get his chick. That's some bullshit. That is just super dirty macking. I am going deep into this bullshit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But again, he could just be, you know, giving them a better life than they, they already have with the dude that they're with because the dude is trash. Yep. Let's see. What's the, let me see. What else I got? It's another dirty mech line. Baby, I just don't get it. This, is, this is, nigga started out dirty. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Or maybe she was one of those people that was always going around like, oh, my man cheating on me. And everybody and their mama know because she going around telling everybody and her mama their business. Like, oh, yeah, he's always cheating on me, girl. Like, I just found perfume and makeup on his shirt. Why me? Why? Tell me one kind of man would treat his woman so cool. Dirty macking. Just all types of dirty men. Or maybe he's just stating the obvious facts. Like, you, you treat your woman so cold. How you know? This wasn't even social media. This is like 94. How you even know unless you part of it? I mean, again, word on the street. Like, again, people run their mouths off, you know? It's like telephone. You you get on the telephone back in the day. You used to go to that payphone. Like, ooh, guess what I just found out? Yeah. And no, nobody was spreading gossip like that. I'm sorry. No. I, I think they sorry. were. No. I think they were. I mean, because I Not know. to niggas, though. You the nigga, you don't know. <laughs> they like, hey yo, you 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 know, uh, old girl out there, she get she getting treated so cold by my man's, you know? Like that that could still get out. Stop giving these niggas a benefit of the doubt. <laughs> old dirty making ass niggas. <laughs> now granted, let's be clear. I try to be neutral. Even if it's a girl that I'm interested in, I'm very good at being neutral. Even if in my head and my heart mm-hmm. I don't want you niggas to break up. Are you sure? Positive. That's, that's, that's I will give you, always give neutral advice because my thing is this. I don't ever want to come off like I'm purposely giving you advice that's going to lead you to leave a guy just because he fucked up. I will try, I will play, but I always play devil's advocate, give you both sides of the situation. Now, you once you tell me you done and you done done, I'll support you in whatever decision you make, but I'm never going to be the reason that you decide to go that way because that's not my place. You have to get there yourself because I feel like if I try to push you there or I try to get you there myself, it's artificial. You're not going to stick to it. You got to figure it out. It's just like when you give somebody advice. I can tell you all the stuff and words you need to do, but until you figure it out yourself, it's not going to stick. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. I can tell you, yo, this nigga trash. You should leave him. But if you're not ready to leave him, you're not going to go. So me just saying it, it's just going to fucking fall on deaf ears. So why unless you have a, if you, unless you give them a better option to why they should leave No, them. because my thing is then, I don't want you also, me giving you a different option doesn't, because the thing is, if you're still hurt, you jumping from one relation to another don't help you either. That's, that's true. So I don't, it's, it's still like, it's still not beneficial to me on any level to direct you to leave your man if you not ready to leave your man because if you get if if you do leave your man you're not ready to and we do end up dating you're not gonna be ready to put yourself into a relationship like that and it's gonna suffer and we not gonna it's not gonna work out i've been there it's not cool oh yeah i'm sure we've all been there unfortunately so no i'm not gonna do that it's just not. It's not. It's not. Nope. Yeah, that that'll be too much of a headache, anyways, to have to deal with. But no, dirty Mackin. <sighs> niggas trash, dog. Um, the dirty Mackin Hall of Fame. LL Cool J, number one. And would you put Mario at it? Mario's too? number two. 
because he got at least three songs in that top. And then Joe is number four, three. Joe is definitely number three. Neo is up there too because he wrote the songs for fucking Mario. He's one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a douche in real life. Fuck Neo. I don't know the niggas. I don't care. Hey, he just he, he he just sucks at being a a husband, boyfriend, whatever. Cause I don't know. I ain't see him with his wife. So I don't know unless he married again. Well, no, they're not together no more. No, he been posted somebody as a wife um, recently. So I don't know if he got remarried. They made up. Something like, oh, this like, as far as I know, they were going to get divorced. Well, I don't know if that's happened or not. He got married again, which I'd be quick, but. All right, well. Like, who's this? And his wife? I mean, the last I heard, he they were they were going through this something. Maybe they patched ago. it up. So I okay, don't well, hey, maybe they patched it up. I'm assuming so because this is not the first time they posted. Like he posted, like they didn't like family shit. That's the so, crystal chick, right? I have no idea who this chick is. Oh well. Yes, yeah, because she she commented, so that's her. Okay, well, apparently they must have patched it yeah, up. Yeah, because them doing. He just posted this four days ago. So yeah, apparently they good. Whatever they did, they figured it out. Good, more power to them, you know. I love love. But with that being said, I don't got shit else to talk about. So, and I got shit to do. Unfortunately, I gotta go following. Um, following. I've done it once before. Never done it. So, we'll see. Um, you may like it. We may do it on mushrooms. Why? Because <laughs> we're stupid. Um, yeah, uh, clearly. That being said, um, I am Will K. The King. You can follow the podcast, the Down With The King Pod on Instagram, DWTK Pod on tw- uh, Twitter, Down With The King Podcast on Facebook. You can email the podcast, Down With The King Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Will K. That's T H A, Will Will K. Uh, you can follow Ashley on That's Ashley K A Y on Instagram because mm-hmm. she's whack. Um, Ashley also Not has really a sad. short film coming out soon. We'll give you more information as we get closer to the date. Um, cause if not, she'll whine about me not supporting her and I'll get time to hear her mouth. Um, with that being said, for Ashley K.A.Y., I'm Will K. The King, signing off till next time. Bye, bitch! <laughs> <laughs>